everyone! Welcome to another great episode of The Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Today is Turdos, first seed the sixth, and you are just 28 days away from the launch of Elder Scrolls Online. Our show is sponsored in part by TweakedAudio.com, quality headphones and 30% off, plus free shipping by the way. Uh, use our code off the record, all one word now, and you get that over at TweakedAudio.com, and also by AudibleTrial.com slash Network. Download your free book today at audibletrial.com slash Network, and more on them later on as well. Our show is also sponsored by awesome fans such as Chimp Godfrey and Henry Parker who says congratulations on reaching the 100th episode. And also by uh, Mark Stawning Eliason. Thank you very much guys for your uh, very, very generous donations this week. We, we certainly appreciate it. Uh, show topics. We are going to be talking about quite a bit, uh, although it has been a, a, a slow news cycle this week. You can look forward to the ESRB explains why ESO receives an M rating. Also, the question, will there be another beta weekend event? Hmm. Tamrielic Minds want to know. Also, our thoughts on the QGN Mega Beta Stream Weekend. 60 plus hours of nothing but garbage from us. And also, <laughs> <laughs> we've, got, we've, got, um, we've got some news for, for you guys asking. We've got a lot, a lot of questions about, about the uh, Elder Scrolls Off the Record Guild, known as ESOTR, and uh, we're actually going to put that in the, in the show today at the very bottom of our discussion topics. Uh, also, we're going to be covering more mythical weapons in Tamriel Part 3 uh, in the Elder Scroll Lose Lore segment, plus your Dev Question of the Week. This week in Tamrielic Holidays, our host mod challenge of the week, eek, 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 Loru, is going to report on craftable automaton companions. Actually will this time. <laughs> and your emails, of course. I am your fellow Tamrielic traveler and host, Ivarwin, and I am joined by the one and only Lewis, the Lore Master Olan. Hello, Ivarwin. Thank you for the intro. Hello, chat. Hello, everyone. Hip Hop, YouTube, Twitch. What's going on? And uh, Dave Deenforce Adams. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another awesome episode. He is he is the man with pigtails. And with a swirly smirk upon his face. That's awkward. <laughs> You're uncomfortable. A little weird. <laughs> and speaking of weird, we've got Shanks Tank. I sell pumice stones and have a really hard time segueing Dave on Totally Heroes. <laughs> Yo, what is up, Internet? Uh, pretty stoked uh, coming off of a cathartic streaming weekend and uh, can't wait to talk about it. Uh, now, before we start the show proper, we've got something quick to mention, and it's uh, been a slow news week. So this week, we're going to take some time to catch up on some gameplay and discuss one of uh, discuss one or two small headlines in the Elder Scrolls universe. Also, many of you have contacted us by email, Twitter, and our other social networks uh, asking about details on our guild. And of course, like I said, we'll have that for you at the bottom of our, our uh, discussion topic. Uh, also, ESO Alliance will record this week. It's going to record tomorrow, Friday, March 7th, 
7 p.m. Eastern Time right here on twitch.tv slash Network. And don't forget those of you out there uh, who follow Tamriel Foundry, they're going to be streaming the episode as well. So you can you can look on their site as well. Uh, we've got a special guest for you. I'm very excited about it. Uh, Lady Nerevar of the Imperial Library, one of the uh, one of the main librarians over at the Imperial Library, will be joining us live for ESO Alliance, and she's going to be sharing with us uh, her thoughts on Elder Scrolls Online, as well as some of her experiences playing the older games, and what it's like to be one of the original fan sites dating back to 1998 here in the Elder Scrolls universe. Wow. I was 10. <laughs> Didn't even know what Elder Scrolls was. That's, that is awesome. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. The Imperial Library is just... To be, to be listed you know, next to the, uh, the Imperial Library on, on the official Bethesda website in their, uh, on their community site is, is an utter honor. And, and to, to be able to sort of share some airtime with uh, Lady Nerevar... Um, I'm very, very excited about that. It's it's going to be uh, really awesome. Um, also, Dave, uh, I, you've got something that you want to mention here quickly, don't you? Yes, real quick, before, before we even get into it, I just want to give a quick mention that we are putting up a poll for the ESOTR's guild just for the PvP faction, only to do with PvP. We do have to side with one of the three factions for only the PvP aspect. It doesn't touch PvE at all. Yeah. Uh, But that poll is up on the Elder Scrolls Off the Record.com site. Up on the top, you'll see Guild Blog up on the the, uh, navigation bar. And from there, you'll see on our Guild Blog, the first post I put up there actually contains our PvP faction poll course we're going to explain this more in depth later on the show but feel free to go there and remember vote with your heart as to where you want to pvp uh this has no bearing on who can join the guild or who you can play with <laughs> when you said vote with your heart dave is that a plug for ebon heart pact <laughs> i i would i would be amiss uh to deny that i voted for ebon heart because they're better than everyone else Mm-hmm. Uh, but remember, it's okay if you want to vote for Daggerfall as well. Indeed. It yeah. Is. It, it is. Harder Dragonfall. I, uh, I haven't voted one way or the other. And, and just to sort of like get this out there real quick before, um, before we really get into the show. Th- uh, when you create a guild in Elder Scrolls Online, you, you have to uh, select a, a faction that the guild is going to ally, ally with. Um, now... Other than that, you should know, and I want to tell you this right now, our guild and any other guild in the game, all right, is not, that doesn't mean that only that faction can join that guild. Right. So any faction can join any guild and any faction can join the uh, ESOTR guild. Any faction can join the ESOTR guild. But when we make the guild, we do have to side with a particular faction. So instead of just... You know, saying, hey, you know, we're going to go blah, blah, blah. You know, we're actually opening it up to you guys, um, our our listeners, uh, those of you out there. And we're we're holding a vote this way. The most the the most popular choice wins. 
among our listeners and every and we can we can please the most amount of people by doing this. So that's that's really even if it means we're not pleasing ourselves. <laughs> so that's that's what this is all about. And of course, more on that further on, in the show. Uh, but first, I sort of want to know what my uh, what my friends have been doing in in Tamriel. Uh, Lou, I, Lou, you and I haven't spoken in like days. Um, ever since I had all of those, those issues trying to record uh Swotor Reforged this week and, and it just didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I had to, I had to rage quit the stream. Um, we hadn't spoken. I, I mean, what, what's going on, man? I mean, uh, you playing, uh, Elder Scrolls at all? Oh, yes. Yes. Well, finally. Uh, actually, as of a uh, day and a half ago, finally got the achievement on the assassin. It's Dovikin 1, Alduin 0. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So finally, after, God, almost two years yeah. playing this game, very first character ever take down uh, the world eater and actually complete that quest line. All right. So I guess my next question is, what would you think of it? Oh my god! Um, at first, when I was uh, in the temple, just getting there, I was like, all right, cool. You know, let, let's see what this leads to. And keep in mind, I have never watched anyone else's stream on anywhere. No YouTube videos on how the fights are. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So when I went in there, I went in there. I wouldn't say blind, but I just went in there. You know, not knowing what to expect. Yeah, fresh. Okay. And you know, it was great when I first walked in there, and then. You know, unlike Dave, you know, I don't turn the music off, but I put it down really low <laughs> so I can hear background noise, background sounds. Right. Oh, Lord, that place must be crazy. Yeah. But but the moment I started taking a few steps, and then you know what happens when you're in there for that final, for that battle. Yeah. Okay. You, you get that amazing chant in the background that's playing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, what, what is this? This is making me want to kill something. So I actually went back to my options, bumped it up. Um, there you go. And I actually stood there, you know, and, and did a shank, not not picking stuff, but just actually listening to the music for like several minutes, going, "Holy bleep, this is amazing!" You actually texted me yesterday about when you were. <laughs> yes. I you know I was so excited. I I like chances. I actually texted him yesterday after I had done it. Saying, oh my god, I can't believe this is so cool. First of all, I'd ever seen this part of the game. This is amazing. Mm. You know, and just the way that music just sets the mood. Yeah. Uh, for that final confrontation and uh, going into Hall of Valor and seeing, meaning, who is this guy? Oh my god, it's Iskramor himself. He's going, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> what's so, so you're going to take this guy down or what? What's up? <laughs> Loremaster, bro pound. I'm Iskramor. What's up? But you know me. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm all I was about. Psyched. I actually took screenshots. That's you how read the book. Shank, <laughs> <laughs> quick! How do you hide the UI elements? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Shank, how do you hide the UI? I forgot the command again. <laughs> yeah. I went everywhere. I found like, you know, taking shots with Ulfric, Isgrimor. My God, the fir- the three tongues who came up with the dragon wrench shout. Lou- Come on, Lou's got his arm, his character's arm around Isgrimor's, uh, you know. His uh, his his shoulders there. He's got like a signed copy of of his story. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> just throwing out. It's like, what's yeah. up, man? Iskamore's like, yo, bro. Do the tourist thing. What's up, hey? Let's go, hey. What's up? <laughs> Warmaster, the Iskamore, peace. Yeah. Oh, it was great. I, I couldn't believe it. And 
know, <laughs> and you know, during the fight when they actually join you and hearing actually for the first time, uh, three of the voices actually shouting with you at right, the same, you know, around the same time, mm-hmm. you know, that was a thrill. You know, just to hear that saying, yeah, you know, this is exactly what it must have been like during the Dragon Wars when they first fought the dragons. Hearing all those uh, those who were trained to use the Thum, fighting everyone off, it must have been like, man, I really wish they'd have an expansion just to go back to, you know what, take your character back, relive the Dragon Wars from that, from that uh, perspective. You know, there's another wonderful idea that, that maybe uh, Bethesda could have used for for an expansion instead of, you know, Hearthfire. Yeah, you know, be one of the people who shaped those <laughs> events, you know. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Lou. That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, it would have been awesome. <laughs> oh, well. Broken heart. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It's still young. They still have, like, you know, so many numbers to go with Yellow Scrolls. You know? Yeah, exactly. They go 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Keep going. So, so what else? Do. I mean, you you finally you finally defeated Alduin. So what's what's next for Lewis Olan? Wow, there are so many of the quests I've not yet done. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I still got to complete the 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 Stones Baron's Eye. I have to get that damn crown. I have to get it now. Yeah, how many of those do you need? Twenty one out of twenty four on both characters. Yeah. I got to get the last three now on both characters. This is driving me nuts. It's like quest OCD kicking in. I I, I would be the same way. Like I said, I. I got maybe like five of them and if that yeah so it's driving me nuts that's that's what i'm doing now on the assassin nuts once i finish that i'll probably complete uh dragonborn <laughs> pushing out dawn guard to the very last you know because my god i still got her she's still a companion <laughs> with me <laughs> thank god i was like my god but do i have to actually fight this guy with her like oh yes she's gone <laughs> Yeah, she's nowhere in sight. But the moment I step back in the real world, what happens? Uh, yeah, I'm sworn yeah. to carry your burdens. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. And you're released right. from that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish. Oh, damn it! Damn. But yeah, that was that was a highlight of my uh, my week. It was amazing. And I can't wait to do it again. My battle mage. <laughs> Very good. Anything else, man? Uh, well, other than I, like I said before, I. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was trying out a couple more armor mods and weapon mods that I'm going to uh, suggest later on. But again, ran into a snag. Some of them were crashing my system, so <laughs> I got to roll back on that. Yeah, I could see that being a snag. Yeah, yeah. So the ones I'm going to suggest, I'll I'll them next week till I actually get it working because I, I think these are really cool and I want everyone to, you know, actually go out there and try them out for themselves. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Dave, what about you? Um, let's see. This week, I actually stepped into my first bit of ESO min-maxing. Oh, well Yes, now. I've already started. The game doesn't come out for, what, 30 days? I've already started min-maxing? Yeah. Well, that's you. That's, that's how I roll. That's how you roll. So, I found a site that I already like. I like the look of it. I like the feel of it. And I'm happy and I feel at home working on it. Um, the name of the site is, is ESO head. Uh, some of y'all may know this is a Zam site that from the likes of wow head and rift head and tour head and 
all these, but it actually has a really well-built skill calculator as well as a crafting simulator from the game on the site uh, just for you to play with. That's esohead.com for that. And I've been going on there building crazy builds, looking at it, figuring out what level it needs to be for me to test it out, reading through it. Oh, I love it. It's a great site. So for any of the min-maxers out there who are just looking for a site just to, to play with, I'd recommend it. Okay. What, um, I mean, just off the top of your head, uh, I mean, have you created any, like, crazy builds right now that you want to share? Like, what's okay. the craziest build that you've got right now that, that you I've think would actually building work? a build for my main. I want my main to have this build. I'm trying for it really hard. I'm looking at what it would take just to get it rolling perfectly. I want to build an infinite night blade. It what looks does that mean? Like at no point would it ever slow down. It it would never run out of mana, it would never oh, run out of health, okay. it would never okay. run out of stamina mm. just because of the way I build it. I would imagine that that would really rely mostly on um, just large pools of, you know, magicka and stamina, and yeah. then on on top of it, um, how how you enchant your gear that it would have to have like some kind of like crazy regen rate. You know, the Nightblade has some crazy skills within its own set that regen its mana, but. I don't think it's meant to be exploited as much as I intend to. Mm -hmm. And I'm one of those guys that if you give me an inch, I'll take a mile in game. Yeah. Man and which is, evident, do that. <laughs> yeah, which is evident from your, uh, your builds in, in uh, rift. Yeah. I mean, in rift, what I had the one button combination for, for warriors. Oh, uh, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, the the one button win button. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Here, Warren, button you'll win. Yeah. You were like, that wouldn't work. Yeah, and then it my DPS shot up. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Anyway, I intend to do exactly that with the Nightblade, and that's what I've been working on. I've been doing this this infinite mana Nightblade mana, infinite Magicka Nightblade, uh, just to try to make it so. At no point during the fight do you have to slow down. That's what I want. I want that feel of I can just pour damage into my opponent. Uh, then again, make, building this build leaves a lot to be desired on defense, but that's what I'm going for. You well, don't need defense. Just run away. I'm, uh, Shanks <laughs> actually got a bit of a point there. I mean, uh, to, the, to the effect of your, it's a Nightblade. And therefore, you're just going balls to the wall crazy with with your with your damage. You're fighting, mm -hmm. you know, left, right, back, front, center, and and all over again three times, four times over. And then when things get crazy, guess what? Bang! Can't see me, bro. And you need yeah. you need to be in in you, you know you need to you're you're taking up stamina while sneaking. So, at least from from what I have heard, yeah. not like I ever I ever played the Nightblade, but that's what I had heard. Well, I, you, I was playing Nightblade when I was under-leveled with you. We'll get to that later, of course, but when I was under-leveled with you, I was playing a Nightblade, and whenever anything would target me, I'd pop that stealth and be like, nope. 
Nope. It was sorry. a great just way to get out of anything. Yeah. I'm in front of you. Now you can't see me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm a magical bush. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> was I a bush or did you just perceive me to be as one? Ooh. Why are we waxing philosophical? Just give me the answer to the question, please. <laughs> yeah. Or you could just say. <laughs> just give me the clue. <laughs> I, have, I have a bush thing in my back pocket. I whip it out for just such indication. <laughs> uh, what, what else, Dave? Anything, uh, anything else? No, oh, that's that's my big thing for this week. All right. Oh, there's a lot of other stuff, but we'll get into it later, of course. <laughs> and uh, Shanks Tank, what about what about you, dear sir? I uh, unsurprisingly spent my time uh, tweaking Skyrim and trying to push it as much as I can with my uh, weak old uh, graphics card that I got. So I was I was pushing and pushing and pushing the. Uh, the game's engine, as it were, and I came across something that actually would help me optimize it, and I wanted to share it with my fellow PC Skyrim gamers, and um, I'm actually going to post the link in the chat room, because I think it's quite useful, and I also put it up in the uh, the notes of Arwen if you want to take a look at it real quick, but in effect, this is on the Skyrim Nexus, and this is called SSME. This is uh, stands for Skyrim Startup Memory Editor, and it's by Q, like as in line, the guy's name's actually Q. Um, you mean the guy from uh, from Star Trek? No. Okay. Jordy LaForge? No, not not him. The only <laughs> Star Trek movies I've seen are the J.J. Abrams ones, which are the only ones you need to see. So, what? You know. What? <laughs> wow. The dad's what? actually Thor. Jesus. It is Thor. Yeah, you're right, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to explain what this 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 uh, little sort of mod does really quickly. Um, in a very very simple terms, one of the, uh, one of the things that Skyrim does when it boots up is that it creates two blocks of memory that it sort of allocates for itself, and they're each two fifty six megabytes. So you have block one and block two. And every as time you keep it starts doing, up, every time it starts up, it does that. Yeah, every time you you, uh, you boot up Skyrim, one of the things it does among among like loading assets and stuff is it. it allocates uh, uh, two blocks of memory for itself. And these two blocks are 256 megabytes each. You add them together, you get 512 megabytes. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens is that as you keep playing the game and doing stuff, uh, both of the blocks, you know, will slowly start filling up uh, with memory. And in theory, if block one hits that 256 meg limit, it's going to spill over into block two and start filling that up. The problem is Skyrim does this really, really poorly. So as soon as you hit that 256 meg limit in block one, it crashes and locks up and you have to control alt delete your way out of it. What this patch does, and it is unbelievably amazing, is that it, instead of creating two blocks of 256 megs each, it creates a single block of 512 megabytes each. So really, it kind of artificially pushes that ceiling higher, so you can keep doing more and pushing more uh, the for the the memory that Skyrim allocates itself here. And it's super super simple to install. All you need to do is you go to this website, uh, which I've posted the link um, in the uh, chat room. But again, if you want to look it up on the Nexus, it's just look for SSME, and uh, you go under files. And all you do is you'll see under main files, you say download manually. Now you're going to get two files. You're going to get a, what's called a DLL file, which is a dynamic link library file. And you're going to get a any file. All you need to do is copy those files once you've unzipped them. 
And uh, uh, all you need to do is copy those files and put them in the same place where your TES5.exe is. Now, in most uh, you know computers, uh, that location is going to be under Program Files, Steam, Steam Apps, Common, Skyrim. Uh, you don't want to put it in the data folder. You want to put it in the same place where you see that TESV.exe. So copy and paste those two files from the mod into here, and that's it. That's all you have to do, and it is compatible with literally everything else. And uh, have fun because now you're going to have more memory uh, that uh, Skyrim is allowed to use from the get-go. So there's no more two blocks. It's just one single block. Actually, that's a lie. There's two blocks, but the first block is just larger now. It's 512 megs. So in effect, just go crazy. If you want to you know, add more mods, add more characters on screen, feel free. Do it. All right, man. Anything else? That's it. I just wanted. To, I just figured that would be a cool little uh, tip to bring up to my fellow Skyrim modders. Yeah. Um, thanks. That's uh, that's that's definitely some good stuff. Uh, let's see. So I guess I guess what I can say is that um, on top of all the streaming, which I, I other than the sixty-hour beta uh, event that we were doing this weekend, um, I've been streaming more Skyrim. Um, did stream. I did do a little Morrowind stream, which which kind of came out a little weird, but. Uh, you know, that's kind of Morrowind for you, I suppose. Um, it's really not meant for the streaming generation. Um, that was a lot of fun. Plus, uh, I got into some Skyrim later on, and that, that was also a lot of fun, too. Just kind of, you know, derping around on my paladin. Which, um, I, I love playing that character. But then I, I started to feel like I wanted to have a, a different experience in Skyrim. And, you know, the very, very early episodes of the show, I, I believe I had spoken about creating this build. This was back when I was playing on the on the 360. Um, it was a one-handed spell and shield mage where I would use damaging abilities with, with one, you know, basically destruction magic in one hand. And I, I would have a shield to sort of help me out when, when enemies close the distance. Uh, probably not the most effective way to to DPS your your enemies down, um, but it does work. And I don't think the best way of doing this is is with destruction magic. I I really feel like this might be a more of a heavily sneak kind of a build, maybe like a um, an illusion or maybe uh, you know some conjuration magic kind of a build. Which that that you know, like I said, it, I'm 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 kind of like you know piecing it together and, and sort of getting the theory um, through right now. But I got I got my mage who's a Breton up to uh, level five or six at this point, and haven't even I completely bypassed the the main quest so far. As soon as I got out of Helgen, I was just sort of off on on my own and sort of traversing Skyrim. And um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, at level three, I was able to using a mix of of destruction magic in that one hand plus restoration magic in that one hand, I was able to actually down Spriggans in uh, Bloated Man's Grotto, which is just south of Helgen along that mountain range. There, very very hard to do, very very hard, because I think the default level for Spriggans might be around level ten. Yeah, they suck, dude. <laughs> Especially when you just got out of Helgen. Yeah, it's very hard. Uh, it took a couple of tries, but I, I found I found a way of, of doing it, and especially with this build, 
it it was great. Um, it actually worked out. So I I was doing that. Um, I also um, Jenny's been having a really hard time lately. She's she's going through a tough uh, sort of a she's having a tough year, and she needs a lot of support from me. Um, the last last month or so. And um, she, of course, has it because I adore her. Um, but, you know, the other night was kind of tough on her especially. And uh, I took her out to a really awesome, uh, nice, fancy meal at her favorite place. And then she, because she's an awesome girl, noticed that, oh, there's a GameStop right over there. Uh, so uh, we we went into GameStop. And I was dying to find a copy of Oblivion. Unbeknownst to her. I was dying to find one, and uh, they had one there. They had one copy of Oblivion for the Xbox 360. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> one copy. And uh, there you go right here, uh, right on the stream. That is a very happy uh, Jenny with her copy in hand of, of Oblivion. I, I bought it for her. And, uh, man, let me tell you, that, that definitely... That definitely made her night. Look how happy she is right there. <laughs> yeah, dude, that that definitely put a smile on my face too when I saw that. I was like, yeah. yeah. Tweet, tweeted that out immediately. As soon as we walked out of GameStop, uh, I took a picture right there in the parking lot. You can actually see California Pizza Kitchen across the street. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, man, it was a cold night. We we're freezing our butts off, but you know, it was we had to take the picture because she was just so excited, and then that got tweeted out. And, you know, a lot of people were very excited to see that that she had gotten it. So she's uh, broadening her her um, her Elder Scrolls uh, experience. She loves 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 Skyrim. Loves bragging about how awesome her uh, her Nord is. And so I can't wait to see what's going to come out of that. Has she has she started it? No, not yet. She, you know, I mean, one of the, one of the difficult things uh, that she's going through this this year is just she's got no time for free time. So. Mm-hmm. Um, she will get to it this week. I know that she she definitely has some free time scheduled for herself. But the last couple of days, no, she hasn't been able to. Well, dude, I I would love to hear any of her amazing Oblivion story. Like mm-hmm. I want, like I want her reaction when she like walks out of the sewers and is just presented with the world. Like that is like something that's like burned into your memory. Yeah, you won't you won't forget it. <laughs> yeah, um, before she plays guy. it. Are you going to warn her that it's Oblivion? I, I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> going, <laughs> going from Skyrim to Oblivion, you do need a warning, and that is and that you is do. this. It's not Skyrim. Nope. It, it's completely – and she she, lo- she hates change. Hates it. Abhors change. Um, if something's changing, she's complaining about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I had to warn her, yeah. Warn her about you know, the, the chat room. Then. Is asking for a Jenny stream. A Jenny stream. Yes, yes. Oh, Second. I, 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 I third. I third a Jenny stream. <laughs> I'd like to get something up with with her with her involved. I, I would I would love nothing more. And I know she's kind of like keen on the idea too a little bit. Um, I mean she's got eh, it's, she's a she's a console gamer, so it's tough to stream that kind of thing, especially on the 360. But. Um, if we could do something and maybe, maybe, maybe this isn't the time for that, but what, you know, certainly when, you know, later on when, you know, her and I get married and we're living together and we're still doing, you know, I'm still doing this thing. I'll, I'll throw in front of a computer with a camera in front of her and we'll have a Jenny stream. But, 
because um, right now it's so very difficult. But if we can do it, I, I would love to. And, and I, I think she kind of likes the idea, too. Uh, what else? What else? Um, I think that's that's probably enough. I mean, Classic Elder Scrolls Night was a complete just, ugh. Classic Elder Scrolls Night this week was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. I had Shank on there. He was streaming Oblivion. I was streaming Elder Scrolls Online. We're both in Cyrodiil, 800 years apart, looking at just the what 800 years does in Tamriel to these these you know major um, places in Cyrodiil, and it was just oh, it was so great. I loved it, dude. Yeah, I, I can't wait to talk about that. Man. It's gonna be amazing. All right, well, uh, that's enough out of me, and uh, I think it's time to get into some of these uh, discussion topics. First up on the docket, uh, well, we'll get to it, but first... In their tongue, he's Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. In their tongue, he's Dovahkiin. Second round. Dragonborn. I'd go for a third, but, you know, <laughs> that's just annoying. So the ESRB explains why ESO receives an M rating. Now, this week, the Entertainment Software Rating Board, or more commonly known as the ESRB, has stated the reasons why ZeniMax Online Studios, the Elder Scrolls Online, received an M rating. As per the rating information on their site, ESRB.org, they cite in quotes, blood and gore, sexual themes and use of alcohol and violence, end quote, and includes online features that may expose players to unrated user-generated content, end quote. (laughs) (laughs) We fear that such words like the F-bomb and A-that... And S this might be to blame for such things. And Q those. Mm. And ampersand they. Yes. And horrible adult conversations that involved fornication. (gasps) (gasps) You don't mean. (laughs) I am now suddenly interested. (laughs) (laughs) And ladies with poor repertoire with scarlet letters abound on their chest. Gasp! <laughs> Gasp! Gasp! Big A. Dave, what, uh, Lou, what, what did, what did the, uh, what did they have to say in their, in their rating summary? <clears throat> and here is what they cited: rating summary. Quote: This is a multiplayer online role-playing game in which players assume the role of a warrior in the fantastical world of Nern. As players explore open-world environments, they can perform various quests and complete tasks. Characters use swords, arrows, axes, oh my, and magic attacks, <laughs> for example, lightning, fire attacks, to kill human-like and fantastical enemies, for example, orcs, demons, giant insects, cockroaches. Players engage in melee-style combat, hacking and slashing at various enemies. Battles are highlighted by cries of pain, impact sounds, and blood splashes. Oh, no. Gurgle, gurgle. Some sequences depict large amounts of blood streaming up close as vampires attack, feed on characters. Hot. (laughs) In some quests, players have the ability to mount creatures' severed heads onto pikes. What? 
Awesome. Some environments depict corpse piles or skeletons hanging from torch devices. Yes, Sweet. Please. Text descriptions or dialogues sometimes contain references to sexual material and or innuendo. For example, she raped the men as cruelly as Baal had ravished her. In his mind, she would be the sheath to every knight's blade. <gasps> oh, no sweetmeat for you. But it is huge! It could take me all night. <laughs> During the course of the game, alcohol, that is wine, mead, ale, school beer, can be purchased and consumed by the central character. One sequence prompts players to engage in a drinking contest, resulting in the central character's blurred vision slash slurred speech. And so, it's just a, so it's just got a cool, you know, depth of field distortion effect. That's, that's, that's pretty, yeah. Happens to me when I have NyQuil. <laughs> No, I'm reading on NyQuil. <laughs> so clearly NyQuil's running on DX11. I mean, Indeed. it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. Slap a little DX11 <laughs> on that NyQuil, you're good for the night. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, basically, Elder Scrolls Online's a badass. This entire section has offended my southern sensibilities. Oh, no, I do declare, no. Mr. Dianforce. <laughs> Don't tell the colonel that. <laughs> well, uh, gentlemen, what are are your thoughts? And, Lou, we haven't heard from you in a while. What do you think about this stuff? Uh, well, all right, I can understand why the ESRB did this. Again, you know, they're created to help, I guess, parents, guardians, or folks who realize the kind of content they're buying in these games. But... I'm glad it is because uh, I don't know. If, you know, I think I mentioned this before. Now it gives the writers, it gives the game devs freedom to do what they want. You know, yeah, now that they have the M rating, now you can really take the game to the next level. To where, yes, you can talk about those subjects, oh, yeah. or, or at least approach them in a more adult manner. You know, the uh, the pants are off now, so to speak. I mean, it's... exactly. You know, the unsheathing is it's done. It's done. <laughs> The sweet meets are out, you yeah, know. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! The sweet meets are out! So. <laughs> sweet meat and urn sausages flaying around in the breeze. Oh, <laughs> and oh, it goes. <laughs> oh. Well, what it means is that, you know, now they no longer have to uh, feel, you know, shackled. By, I, I guess some someone looking over the shoulder saying, "Hey, you can't put that in there, or you can't you can't talk about those things." Yeah, you know, it's like Doesn't you, matter. you know, you write the show, you know, you you've written stories for, you know, Shank and Dave have written articles for the network. It's like imagine always having that that you know that eye and that hand on your shoulder going, "Hey, what are you doing?" You know, you can't do that. No, I, I think it's just great that it gives them the creative freedom they need to actually expand uh, what they want to do. Mm. No, well, because think about it, it fits. What are we talking about here? We're talking about a three-way war. You know, war is not—it's not pretty. There are going to be ugly things about it. You know, you have a Dajic prince trying to take over the world. Of course, things are going to get ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, so now they can really talk about and show and do these things, get these stories in there that will say, "Yeah, this is a Dajic prince. He's got his knights, and what are they doing? They're destroying the land. They're pillaging the land. Okay, they're hopelessly torturing, killing people left and right, no matter what." You know, so 
now they know what they can do. The reins are off, and they can just let their – just run wild. There you go. And to come up with some really cool content, really cool stories uh, for us to enjoy. So overall, you think this is going to be good for the game? I, I think it is. Okay. I think it will be. Um, yeah. Yeah. When you, when you have Daedric Princes trying to, trying to take over your world, you're, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Shank. Uh, Skyrim and um, Oblivion, after the rating was revised for Oblivion, uh, they're both rated M. Mm. Now, I think that having – I understand why some games are rated T to be more like accessible so that you, they can, uh, I guess, uh, – attract a, a wider audience it's it's kind of similar to the pg-13 versus r rating in the in the u.s for yeah. films yeah um but you know what dude i want an m rating like most of the games that i've played that are m everything is better i mean yes you have of course you have like you know like the sexual themes the violence and all that other stuff that you would expect from an m rating but you can make much more impactful writing and story through the M rate. I mean, you, you look at a game like Last of Us, imagine if they had to confide to that to a teen rating. It would be half the game, a shadow of the game that it is today. So I think this is good. I mean, I, I want an M rating. I want it to not be shackled just because they're like, oh man, well, do we have to like, you know, skim things back? Or do we need to kind of, man, is, is that, that's kind of pushing it? It's like, no, 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 just do whatever you want. Put every content in there because... The more content and the more of your vision that you actualize, the more true to the Elder Scrolls experience it's going to be in terms of, you know, for example, think about when they introduced the Dark Brotherhood. Can you imagine a teen rating with the Dark Brotherhood? I mean, no, I can't. Yeah. So, I mean, this is great. I'm super happy about this. And, um, I mean, if this means that, you know, fewer people are going to be able to, you know, actually play the game. Um, if you, if you're like, perhaps if you're like a younger teenager or something and you, you need your folks to buy it for you. I mean, unfortunately that's kind of the reality, but honestly that doesn't stop people from buying call of duty when they're like 12, 13 years old. So, yeah, well, that's very true. Uh, which, which kind of brings me to, to, um, a question. And I think maybe Dave might be more suited for the question. Mm-hmm. Um, does do games sell better with an M rating than they do with a with a, a teen rating? And I, I asked the question because I believe um it was a I was in a college class. Uh one of my college courses had had sort of posed this question about um about the R rating versus PG thirteen and and someone had theorized that the the uh, when you when you slap an R rating on a movie, all of a sudden it mean it's going to get tons and t- it's going to be a box office hit because of the controversial tag, and people are just like very um, interested in controversy, so they'll go and watch the movie anyway, even if they wouldn't watch it uh, if there was like a, a PG thirteen rating on it, because now they start thinking, oh, it's got an R rating, so I wonder how they're going to you know approach this subject, and and really the theory turned out to be complete garbage. That it's not the case. In fact, it's opposite uh that that our mm. movies do actually end up making less than than movies that are rated pg-13 
Um, and sort of, Dave, I'm asking you because you, you tend to kind of have these little, you know, pockets I actually of have info. a few in, few instances that could back up or go against it. Right. Um, first off, it's childish, but I remember when I was in middle school, people would only respect music if it had that explicit tag on the CD case. Right. Because it meant that the artist had freedom to do whatever the, the hell they wanted. But then I remember uh, uh, when I was going through that phase, hell, I still enjoy them now. I remember when Linkin Park came out with their albums. It wasn't until, what, the album that released after Meteor that they even had their first explicit tagged album. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it proves goes to the point that you can be successful at doing what you want without having to go into the the higher ratings you can actually if you if you know how to express yourself you can do it and i think that bethesda zenimax i feel that if any group could effectively make a teen rating be amazing whether or not it was you know racy or whatever that doesn't matter when it comes to this group of professionals i feel that they could make a team rate teen rating be amazing now, what we don't talk about is where the line is drawn with teen to M ratings. And that's the thing, is unlike other, other instances of gaming, when, or other instances of media, like movies, they have a set amount of how many times you can say a certain word before it moves into a, a, a higher rating field. How, many, how much skin can be shown before it moves into a higher rating field. Same with, with song lyrics. You can only say certain words in America before it has to have that little tag stuck on the front of it. And whether or not that, that brings you to it or draws you away, I feel that the content should it really speaks for itself because we've seen uh, R rated movies win win Oscar awards. We've seen PG 13 movies win Oscar awards that it's really dependent on the content within. And unfortunately we've seen Lesser MMOs, teen-rated MMOs, uh, specifically, I'm speaking of World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. You remember the the raid Karazhan? It was one of the best raids from the game. It's oh, yeah. quoted as being one of the best raids in the game. Yeah, Kara was. It was out for a very. Kara was amazing. By the way, if you Dave, do you remember the dev cycle for Kara? Uh, no, that, actually, it, I started raiding just after that. It was like unbelievably long. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. it was. Did you know that they planned on releasing a second half to that raid? Really? Yes, there's actually... In in fact, some people have glitched their way through the world to find their way into the vestigial remains of the second Karazhan raid from WoW that actually had to be pulled. It's the Karazhan Dungeons... Inside of it, in fact, it's exactly what's quoted here uh, in this rating summary, which is what brought it past that line into the M rating and made WoW not develop it any further, was that in the, the dungeon, in the Karazhan dungeon, they had instances of um, like severed heads on pikes and uh, skeletons hanging off of hooks and things like that. Mm. 
simple things, things that we walk, you know, walk around on Halloween, you see on every person's door, yet in a video game, that suddenly becomes too scary and now needs an M rating. Right. Well, I don't know where you live, Dave, but... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm just saying, I I do Halloween right. Anyway, moving on. Um, I feel that the rating itself doesn't speak for the quality of the game, but a higher rating does allow more freedom in development. As I said, they actually had to scrap the Karazhan Dungeons because of the rating that it would imply on the game. Yeah, and if maybe if maybe, you know, World of Warcraft allowed their game to become, you know, an M rating, we would we would that's probably why the dev cycle after Karazhan was released was so damn long because they were building a second raid and it was near release and they had to pull it anyway. Yep. That's uh that could be I mean it was almost like 9 months long, I think, something like that. Anyway, um I mean, Dave, do you do you happen to know if if like M rated games uh, make more make more money than than teen rated games, like on average? Or well, when you look at the game sales, the highest rated game or the highest sales from last year GTA was Five, yeah, Grand Theft Auto Five. So <laughs> if I had to put my thumb on anything, mm-hmm. while I would not be so bold to say it, if it has an M rated game, it's going to sell amazing. I would say that having that freedom that comes with alongside with uh, the M rating can definitely increase your chances of having a game that's going to sell. Okay. All right. Uh, Very good, gentlemen. Now onto our, onto our next topic. Uh, This is a bit of a doozy and uh, you know, there was there, there was an amazing, an amazing event that happened this weekend, which was, the um dave's pregnancy twins well, congratulations by the way dave oh thank you i didn't want to i don't want to say anything Found out it was actually a, a really bad burrito yeah <laughs> which can be considered twins i guess yeah <laughs> uh the the uh major event of elder scrolls online's beta weekend now that that in itself is not a major event um but what made it major was the fact that for the first time ever since they have been holding a beta uh, once a month for for just over a year now, um, you have been able to post your screenshots, share your thoughts unabashedly about the game, talk freely about it, and stream the game. You were able to stream Elder Scrolls Online if you so choose. And we, we in fact, so chose to do so. Did we? Uh, we did. <laughs> Which we had we had a tremendous amount of fun. And um, everyone out there seemed to have a lot of fun with it. But where whereas most crying and whining and complaining about, about misconceptions on Twitter has gone away, the question of will there be another beta weekend event has arisen in the in its place. Uh, so with the launch of Elder Scrolls Online less than a month away and shorter for those who pre-ordered the game, people are asking, will there be another another weekend beta event? Well, soon after the previous event had ended, Elder Scrolls Off the Record caught this tweet from at TES Online, the official Twitter account of ESO and ZeniMax Online Studios. And, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get that up on the stream here for you in uno momento, por favor. 
Uh, there we go. So it all started with this little tweet right here. The beta event is now over. Thank you for helping us to test and improve hashtag ESO and for sharing your screenshots and videos with us. Um, now, there was a lot of replies to this. But uh, one in particular uh, was an answer from uh, from a guy at Superamped who asked, will there be another one before official release? I had so much fun playing it over the weekend. Well, at TES Online answered, we're glad you enjoyed your time with hashtag ESO. This was, uh, can we keep calling it hashtag ESO? Can we do that from now no, on? No, that's perfect. No. We're glad you enjoyed your time with hashtag ESO. <laughs> this was not the last beta event, so be sure to keep an eye. Keep an eye out for our updates. Pretty exciting stuff. Um, now, uh, let's see. <clears throat> uh, Dave, I know this was, this was definitely something that you had caught. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what about this? Would you, would you like to sort of, I guess, uh, go into, uh, in regards I mean, what are, what are your, what are your thoughts well, on this news? event? <clears throat> what this does, it states basically that there's going to be at least one more beta event. Mm-hmm. Now let's look at the clock here. Friday the 4th is the official release of, uh, ESO. Right. Right. We're looking at five days before then, the 31st or the 30th being the unofficial release, the, the pre-order uh, people get in to actually play. There will, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll put money down. There will not be a beta the weekend of the 28th through the 30th because that's the release of the game. Right. Yeah. So Friday the 28th, Saturday the 29th, Sunday the right. 30th. No, probably not going to happen there. Probably then, not going to happen. And seeing as how I'm, I'm pretty sure this weekend <laughs> there won't be one either. The seventh, eighth, and ninth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just saying. That leaves us with two weekends: the possibility of the 14th, 15th, and 16th, mm-hmm. or the 21st, the 22nd, and the 23rd. Right. Now, I would be more willing to say the 14th, 15th, and 16th, as it gives more leeway than the 21st, the 22nd, and 23rd, because that that two weeks before launch is going to be enough time to go in and fix a few bugs rather than the one week, if that, that they would have if they do it on the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Now, also, I believe it's the 14th is going to be the day that they start this beta because that's my birthday, and it's a birthday present for Dean. (laughs) (laughs) It's my birthday. It's my birthday. <laughs> Dean Force, it's my birthday. <laughs> Are you going to fish that day, Dave? Of course. Dave's not going to fish, but you can hells be sure that Papa Brisket's going to make a show in there. I've been there fishing holes up in uh, Tamriel. Why, thank you, Cotton. <laughs> my pleasure, sir. Big head over there, Papa Brisket and Cotton. Haven't gotten anything from Papa Brisket and Cotton, but you know everyone loves it so far. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, we what little we do have is us like throwing ourselves at open world dungeons and stuff like that. So, <laughs> but it, it, I love Papa Brisket; he's my baby. Uh, Lou, what about you? What do you think? 
Uh, there's got to be. I mean, as some mentioned in the chat too, I mean, yeah, we all seen the uh, survey email. You know, mm-hmm. they pretty much hinted they are going to have another beta event. So, yeah, and they're they're basically they said it, said it outright yeah. on that tweet as well. Right, so. it's coming. It's just a matter of now nailing down the dates. Yeah. But what Dave says, it makes sense because if you do it around what the thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, makes more sense because it does allow them a two week window to work on stuff. So yeah, well, it, it, I guess it depends on on what they really want to do with it. I mean, if they're really yeah. looking to to find out, like, all right, what little tweaks can we put into the game before it launches? Then yeah, I would say sooner rather than later but if they're if they're looking to make this like a marketing thing like we're not updating the game at all guys but you know here you go by the way here's a beta you know whatever i i think later rather than sooner would serve them simply because it's much closer to launch and you know they can sort of uh get the hype train rolling before it has two weeks to cool off and then launch um now now um you know i mean Lou, did you? I mean, you got anything on on maybe those thoughts, or do you want to move on mm. to Shank? Yeah, they're all good points. Now it's you know, right now I think it just boils down to a guessing game. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it really is. Uh, Shank, what what do you think? Uh, one thing I want to discuss regarding the these these betas, and it's, it's something that hasn't been really discussed, and I'm not seeing it discussed really anywhere else. Um, is is the console betas? Yeah. And I'm sorry? Yeah, they they've been very tight-lipped about that. They haven't said anything at all about it. Yeah, so I would like to cuz I I know there's there's a bunch of people in chat that we see every week that are I know are going to be getting this game on either the PS4 or the Xbox One and um I know, you know, I'm playing it on PS4 and we got a couple guys in the network actually that are be playing on the consoles as well. Um I think Dave's uh, prediction for the timeline for uh, strictly regarding the PC, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Um, it, it's a, I think it's a kind of a logical timeline set forth for the betas, you know, ramping up to uh, get enough time to debug and do some last-minute tweaks. Mm. Specifically regarding the consoles, though, we, it was announced at E3 last year that the, the, the PS4 is going to be getting in a, um, the, the beta on the console uh, first out of the two consoles. Yeah. So, again, I'm going to kind of take a page from Dave's book, and let's look at the calendar here. The PC Mac game is going to be launching on April 4th, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the console versions are going to be launching in June. So that effectively leaves the month of May as kind of like the buffer zone. I don't – and because and this is something that I keep getting asked like almost every single day at this point – we haven't heard anything about the console beta, but I think that the console beta will not start any earlier than the first weekend of May. And the reason I say this is I think they're doing all this prep to kind of like, you know, all their efforts right now focusing on a very, very solid, robust, and more importantly, stable PC Mac launch mm-hmm. globally, right? I mean, that, that's kind of a big deal. Um, I think once that's out, they're going to spend, you know, April doing, looking at their data, gathering all the intelligence and looking at their analytics and saying, okay, what do we need to like fix like right now? And what can be patched, you know, further down the line. And I think because of that, that's probably going to take up most of April. And I think that leaves May a prime opportunity to do uh, console beta tests. Um, and you can be sure that, you know, as soon as the console beta starts, I, I will be playing it and I will be streaming it. Um, so 
I just uh, wanted to toss in the uh, the console perspective for that as well. Very cool. Um, all right, yeah. There's uh, the other question too about about when console beta is going to start is is big on Twitter too. So, uh, sit tight, guys. It is it is coming with with all the hype that's going on right now with the the PC and Mac. Um, I know some of you, a lot of you, are, are definitely feeling left out. Uh, don't worry. The coverage that we're giving on this show, we're going to give the uh, the same amount of coverage as news comes out for um, for the console betas. So that's what we do here. We we give out Elder Scrolls news, and uh, that's obviously uh, a tremendous piece of of Elder Scrolls news. So you'll 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 hear it here first, so to speak. Um, all right, so. Beta makes me think of tweaked, and tweaking makes me think of tweaked audio. What? Huh? How do you like that? Just, just go with it, Dave. Just, just, go just let it happen. Just, just move on. That was a worse segue than Totally Heroes. <laughs> no. No, it was not. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> Which was charming, by the way. Uh, so... Our show is sponsored by uh, by tweakedaudio.com and and huge thanks to uh, to those guys out there uh, for for sponsoring our show in part today of course uh, tweakedaudio.com yeah you hear it on every on every episode and on every episode what we're going to show you is um, is their website and uh, some of the goods as they as they like to call as they like to call it um, here's a big seller uh, right here these um, these parkour earbuds 24.95 on their site for for the parkour ones uh 29.95 for parkour 2 whether it's in red or or blue uh the best part about these is uh sure very durable um i use these actually uh on the car ride home very durable they sound fantastic they're 29.95 on their site but if you use our code off the record you're going to get that for 30% off, plus free worldwide shipping. Doesn't matter where you live in the world, my friend. You're getting that for free. Worldwide shipping. And again, that 30% off discount is, is huge when it, when it comes to the price on these. Um, but also, one of the best features of this, my favorite feature, is not only do they sound great, and not only are they highly durable, but they come with an inline microphone. That inline microphone really, really seals the deal on these things, because one of my... One of the things that I like to do is I like to keep in touch with all the guys here on Quest Gaming Network as I'm driving home. I've got a very long drive home. It's like an hour and 15 minutes uh, from work. And uh, I got to be in the loop, man. So so I call I call my guys up every now and again and sort of ask them, you know, how's this and what's up with that? And, and I got to be safe. Keep both my hands on the steering wheel and nothing does it better than a pair of tweaked audio headphones with an inline microphone. Uh, these Parkour 2, the blue and the red... Do it great for uh, $29.95 plus 30% off, free worldwide shipping. You really can't get a better deal for the uh, for the amount of quality that comes out of these things. Like, like I, I like to say, uh, you buy these for twenty uh, for excuse me for uh, for $24.95. You buy these, and you're basically getting a set of of ear of headphones that sound just as good. As uh, Bose, Bose headphones, which are far more than twenty nine ninety five for sure. So uh, big, huge props and thank you out to uh, tweakedaudio.com for sponsoring our show today. 
Um, that's going to move us on over. Moving on up. Moving on up. To the east To oh. the east Sing a loop. Finally got a <laughs> piece of the pie. pie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, our thoughts on the QGN Mega Beta Stream Weekend and, 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 and space, 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 Nords in space. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. Well, <laughs> uh, starting on Friday, February twenty eighth at ten a.m. Eastern, the beta servers for the Elder Scrolls Online turned on, and we were there to take you from hour one. All the way to midnight on Sunday, March 2nd, with a non-stop streaming and five podcast-like themed shows. Oh, we're going to share our thoughts on that today as well. So They sucked. Yeah. Wow. Can we vote him off? <laughs> <laughs> Go home, Shank. You're drunk. I, I am. Wow, what a summary. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to do this in, in the normal, organized fashion that we normally do this show. I mean, just generally right, speaking. Everybody talking once. Let's do it. Yeah. Tell everyone talking once. Uh, what would you guys think, man? Oh, tired. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to go first then. Sure. I thought um, I thought it was fantastic. I, I really liked how – I mean, I thought, first of all, we had a good balance of – as of our, when you put it, you know, the podcast-like themed, you know, regular programming schedule that we had here. Yeah. Um, and uh, we had a mix of that and just, like, just streaming, you know, just random streaming. Um, so, I, actually, you know what? Before we do that, before I get into it, did you want to kind of go over some of the uh, the podcast-like shows that we yeah. had on? Yeah, um, now that you mentioned it, yeah. Uh, we sort of, I mean, just, just you know, here's what we had going Um the whole thing was just 60 hours plus straight of just nonstop Elder Scrolls online streaming. It was it was it was nuts and a lot of people from the network weighed in on that. And um you know, big shout out to uh to to Mori and Monovan because they're they're out over in in Europe and they started early in in the morning for them and it was great for us because when things got really late over here 4 a.m. on our side of the pond, uh, those guys, it was like 9 a.m. over there. So, I mean, they were just, you know, waking up and, and blinking their eyes open a little bit and uh, jumping on the computer. So it was a perfect time for them to pick up what would be unreasonably late for us to stream anything. <laughs> and somewhat reasonably early for them to pick up a stream. So it was fantastic to get, you know, what we called late nights with Maury and Monovan. And... uh they had um, our uh, our Aussie friend and a uh, par- part of the QGN member uh, in our in our chat room. Um, I think it's uh, Jace. It was mm-hmm. was uh, would joined him as well. And that that MDL. trio, what's that? MDL. MDL. Yeah, I think his his real name is Jace, but yeah, MDL. No, he doesn't have a real name. Okay, so it's MDL. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, that trio was just was great. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, to to watch those guys and it was cool to sort of like hear these guys on my way into work very early in the morning sort of just you know streaming and listening to the audio while i drive in so i was late nights with maury and monovan and then um we also had and that happened i think it was like very very early saturday and sunday morning was when we had that 
It's like four to like ten or something Eastern. I don't even know, man. It was like it was, <laughs> yeah. It was like uh, four a.m. to nine a.m. I think they were they were there for like five hours doing this. So huge thanks to the, to that group for for doing it because uh, it really helped us out. Um, then we had we had classic Elder Scrolls night where that was awesome. <laughs> oh, it was great. I mean, I spoke about it earlier in the show where you know I was streaming Elder Scrolls Online in Cyrodiil. Uh, checking out some some uh, landmarks and Shank, eight hundred years in the future, was in Oblivion, streaming as well on the same on the same um, <clears throat> on the same stream. And uh, I was looking at you know forts that we we battle over in Cyrodiil and Elder Scrolls Online, and I wasn't taking part in PvP. Um, I was just taking a look at these at these forts and what they looked like way back when and shank was traveled to those exact forts yes they're they're there in oblivion and they're all dilapidated and you could see exactly what happened and it got to one point where um shank had found a an alien ruin right yeah it was it was this alien ruin uh for you oblivion nuts it's uh the alien ruin of pecunda it's sort of north of uh the imperial city just south uh of uh of uh all's well and it was just like an impromptu like i was just running and running and i just saw like you know the white sheen of the imperial or the uh, the alien ruin and i was like oh hey that's cool and uh, i was like so varwin do you have this and i looked up on my map and said you know it's called pecunda do you, do you can you uh can you go to it and it took some finding but you did find it dude yeah it took me about 10 minutes now there it's not marked on the map at all um this um this one alien ruin called pecunda so it, I had to sort of use um, Shank's map to figure out <laughs> where the hell this place was. And, and wouldn't you know, uh, right about where he was pointing to on the map, I found it. And it, it, was, it was still ruined, but um, it looked a little bit better than that what Shank was looking at. You know, mine had um, my version of Pakunda had like two ruined archways and then went down into into a hill that would be a dungeon. His version, 800 years later, had only one archway up still. So it looks like the second one in those 800 years got um, got knocked down somehow. But still went into... I mean, it looked exactly the same. It was, it was just absolutely fantastic. So that was, um, that was pretty awesome. Um, and I think it was early Saturday morning. We had Father and Son and Tamriel with uh, Rob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From, uh, I actually Buffett. joined him halfway through the stream. He did. That was so funny having him play, and his son was watching, and his son was obsessed <laughs> with these the creatures in Morwen, the Netches, yeah. and was actually building little toy Netches, and was like freaking out, like Dad, go kill the Netches, and and Rob would go run and kill them, and his son would just like be ecstatic. <laughs> it was really cute. It was awesome. Yeah. I actually uh, watched a good portion of that while I was at work that day. I was uh, lucky enough to have a uh, uh, a responsibility at work that uh, I was able to be irresponsible. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I snuck off many a time to, to watch that stream. That was a lot of fun. Um, 
what else did we do? We had that. We had oh, Shanks Hitchhiker's Guide to Tamriel, man. I mean, to, I mean, I I don't think I got a chance to really catch a lot of that. Though I know Lou, you joined Shank too on on that as well. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, it was amazing just following him and just doing what Shank does best. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Spending a lot of time in Cold Harbor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wandering around it was yeah i mean i i I was telling lou like i i i told him and i told the chat like the reason i wanted to do this this specific particular stream was to show to all the elder scrolls people like me who are like on totally one end of the spectrum and play a very sort of specific you know me versus the world kind of elder scrolls mentality Mm -hmm. um and show that you know what you can you can take what you do in those games and it works perfectly in this game and kind of to show the people that are still on the fence like you don't have to be you know freak out about it or you know be worried and like Lou said like I spent like I think the first 45 minutes of my two hour stream in Cold Harbor searching literally like pretty much every single pot and pan getting lockpicks all this stuff and then finally, when I got out into the world, I was in the Daggerfall Covenant for this uh, particular stream. I didn't complete a single quest, man. I did not do a single quest. And all I did was just walk up north. That's, that's all I did. For two hours, Lou and I just walked up. That's it. Do, uh, now, do you think that – do you think you accomplished your, your goal, which is basically I want to show people out there that you can – explore like there's tons of exploration in the game and you're not necessarily locked to these you know quest hub and hub and spoke type of uh you know uh, gameplay mechanics that exist in in most mmos i think i accomplished it i mean i got a lot of good feedback from the chat room perhaps you know lou can expand on this since he was keeping a bigger eye on it but like i think from my perspective i i definitely i felt like i accomplished what i set out to do in that stream and like I said, I didn't do a single quest on purpose because that's not what I do in regular Elder Scrolls games. Mm-hmm. I avoided combat as much as I could because that's what I do in Elder Scrolls games. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did some light crafting and I just went out and explored. And I i mean, I found, I think I found three Sky Shards. So that was a free skill point mm-hmm. leveled up. And I leveled up from level four to five just from discovering things in the environment. That was it. None of my experience points for from level four to five was because of doing, I guess, I, don't, I hate to call it like normal MMO things, but like I wasn't questing, I wasn't fighting. It was just walking around. Hey, you've discovered this place. Here's some XP, you know? So I think from my perspective, I think I uh, accomplished it. And we panned back from my map after the end of those two hours and it was full basically. And I was like, you know what? I this I felt good, but... I mean, I don't know, maybe Lou, because you had an eye on the chat room. I, I was kind of just in my world there playing, but I think I was a, I, I feel yeah, like you, I accomplished it. Yes, you, you were more than, uh, it was an amazing stream. Uh, and just keeping an eye on Shank and then being in the chat room, participating in the chat room, you know, there were quite a few players there who actually are in the same uh, play style, similar to Shank. All right, these are Elder Scrolls fans who don't necessarily play MMOs. Or haven't played them before, and for some of them, it was a great thing to watch, seeing someone actually demonstrate to them, you know, live in the actual game they're looking at, saying, "You know what? 
Your play style is kind of like mine, and you know what? I just showed you exactly what we can do in this game. Still have fun. And let me tell you, some of them were quite, they were quite surprised, saying, oh my god, he didn't have to kill anything. You know, or, or I can't believe, some of pe- people couldn't believe that he leveled by not doing what she said, the stereotypical questing, killing, gathering quests that we always get in these games. He was, they, they were genuinely shocked, and I think they were pleased to see that. Yeah. You know, seeing this, that this is going to support uh, their play style. I mean, as far as I can tell, you can you can do that indefinitely. I don't necessarily think that you need to uh, complete a quest chain in order to get from, like, let's say, in the Daggerfall Covenant uh, side to to zone from Glenumbra into Wayrest. I, you don't need quests anymore to zone from major zone to major zone. No, so I mean, you can definitely have like an exploration character, mm-hmm. um, and just you know. Move as you feel like you can move, as long as the the enemies. The, I mean, right. really, the only barrier I can think of is maybe like high level enemies would would keep you out of certain zones because they just keep kicking your butt. But I mean, if you make like a nightblade or something, which you probably are going to do anyway, because you know Shank likes sneaking around. And um, I, I mean, I, I really and, and think that's you can the thing, go far. To your point, like I was. A lot of the portion, if I came up on this, like, sort of obviously like a bandit lair and you could see the bad, like, en- enemies just around it, I would go into sneak and get close enough to discover it and then back out slowly. So, I mean, it's totally viable. Yeah. Right. And that, that was the beauty of Shank's dream. He was showing people, you know, situations to where normally we would just either, you know, go in and say, oh, you know what? I got to go in there and fight. Shank's like, no, you know what? I need to go there. But not necessarily through them, because he just showed everyone. You know what? There's a pathway here. There's a pathway there. I'm gonna go here to the right, mm. and just totally bypass everything and get to where he needed to go. You know, yeah. he he still did what he had to do. He got in there. He he went exploring, avoided combat, leveled the entire time. Hey, even with the crafting, you know. He got into town, so you know what? Let me build something really quick. Shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his shoes. Thing. My God. He had Damn no shoes. shoes longest time. <laughs> Poor guy needed shoes. Yes, he had everything else but the shoes. It was but funny. He had every piece of armor except shoes. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. Sometimes luck, luck when, uh, with drops in, uh, in MMOs can be kind of can be so funny sometimes, you know? <laughs> Walking around with any damn shoes on. <laughs> uh, I mean, we... We have always said on this show um, that that in Elder Scrolls Online, you can exploration is is open. It is it is there, and um, at least I, from what I recall, we've we've always said that. Um, and I, I think even coming from that perspective, I think I was I was surprised at at how much exploration really is in the game, and. It's good to have, you know, it was good, Shank, it was good for you to, you know, Shank and Lou, it was good for you guys to do that stream because I think it really highlighted exactly uh, the level of exploration content that, that does exist in the game. And, you know, we get, we get, you know, shot down all the time for, you know, oh, you guys are nothing but a bunch of, you know, fanboys and the game this and the game that. And, but, you know, look, don't, 
Don't take our word for it, then. I'll tell you what. Go play the damn game and go walking around, and, and you'll see how much exploration's in the sure. game. You know, I'm having or, fun. So. Yeah, or if you have time, watch me do just that for two hours. There you go. Um, <laughs> which is actually a good segue to mention that all these videos that we did um, are, are making their way onto our YouTube account, which yes. is uh, uh, youtube.com slash Network. So uh, all this stuff that we're talking about, you can you can definitely catch on there as well. So, Dave, man, you're too quiet. Tell us, I mean, tell us some of your stuff. Well, before we actually get into anything more knighted, I actually found Rage's son's toy netches that he built. <laughs> really? Yeah, I put it in the notes. All right, let's check this out. Let's get this up on the stream. It's adorable. Right, let's check this out. All right. Oh, he's, he's going wild about them, so. That's really cute. Hold on. Yeah. Let me get this. <laughs> uh here are the toy netches little rage made he loves hashtag eso excellent That's use awesome. of physically accurate material shaders little little rage mm. <laughs> so um do you think do you think this picture will inspire a um an elder uh, a lego elder scrolls I, I sure hope so. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, M-rated yeah. Elder Scrolls uh, Legos. M-rated Lego set? Yeah. <laughs> quick, if we're going to get the panda on that. Trademark yeah, it, like, quick. Trademark that. Be sure to, to place the Lego head on the Lego pike and hang the Lego skeleton from a torture device. That's right. Build your own Lego torture device. Oh, my God. Right. This What's is your this Lego piece? I don't recognize it. Oh, that's the Lego sweetmeat. That's right. Lego sexual innuendos. <laughs> Is that a Lego block in your pants, or are you happy to see me? <laughs> it's a Lego Iron Maiden. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Uh, what else did we do? We had we had that. We talked about community game night, right? Um, no. Well, did we? We didn't talk about community game night. No, no we, we did. Yeah, we did not. No, talk we talked about it, the Hitchhiker's Guide, which was terrible because then it was backed up by my amazing stream, which completely contradicted it. No, but and, I I want to make a point on that. I think that was honestly, I don't even know if that was like scheduling, but the fact that Dave and I both of our streams were completely back to back, and the fact that we have totally polar opposite game styles. Yes, that needed to happen. Yes, it did. It absolutely did. Because, oh, man, I was so excited. It was just like, oh, we sort of like got really lucky how that all worked out. Because most of Shank's stream was all like, you know, first person, super Elder Scrolls, like hands up and, you know, no uh, no combat whatsoever. All exploration. Here's Nern and check it out. And just like Shank's Shankin' style, right? And then you go and you see Dave and what do you have? practically nothing regarding Elder Scrolls looking stream whatsoever. I mean, it looked like XYZ generic it MMO. Like an MMO. <laughs> yeah, like he had he had the camera pulled all the way out and the camera was directly over the the uh the character's head. Yeah, you the know. chat up which I absolutely shut off <laughs> the first Yeah. Thing. <laughs> he had uh the as many UI elements going as 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 yeah, much as he I possibly did. could. As much information as i could possibly put on screen i had it yeah hyper situational awareness and comparing the two side by side you'd never know it was the same game nope you'd think shank was playing some crazy ass version of modded skyrim and dave was playing like you know some mmo you haven't heard about yet 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just, it was amazing at how, how well Elder Scrolls Online visually and um, maybe in, uh, in contextually bridges the gap between, between um, MMO players and and single player Elder Scrolls Online lovers. I mean, uh, single player Elder Scrolls lovers. I mean, if you can't find a play style in this game, no matter what end of that spectrum you come from, I don't know. I don't know what game is going to offer it to you because I mean, either that or you're just really not trying hard enough. Because uh, you can go from one extreme to the other, and it, it looks and plays fantastic, and it's all based on on your preference. Speaking of, for those who don't know if there's large-scale group content, we had the community game night. Mm, <laughs> Was that like the 20 people or something? Yes, we, we had some issues just because beta's beta. It had some bugs. But we eventually did get like 20 people together in one group at one time and just wreck house at Ardon. We just went from one public dungeon to the next you remember the one that Papa Brisket got his his butt owned at, right? Yeah, we did that one. Oh. We went a million people. Most of the people were like ridiculously low level, but we had so many people. We just like attrition legged it. <laughs> it was like the, it, it was either called Noobs on Ice or the Invasion of the Noobsaurs. <laughs> So you just Zerg rushed. We we absolutely did. We just like we threw (laughs) bodies at the enemy until something died. (laughs) In a mob with another player with another player. The invasion of Normandy with level fives in Oridon. (laughs) It was it was amazing. I loved it. It's just too many. I can't kill them all. Oh. I'm also planning sometime after the official release, not during the 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 uh, er, the pre-access thing, mm-hmm. but after the official release, I want to have a, a running of the Argonians, where we just c- go clear area by just grouping up at level two or whatever, and just being and a Argonians? plague upon the land. <laughs> Running of the Argonians. <laughs> yes, you, you cannot <laughs> equip any weapons. You have to be stark naked, running around. Mm-hmm. Just tooth, claw, and nail, and tail. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, I find I I'm wondering how you're going to do that because Zenimax uh, just texted me actually that uh, they removed the Argonian race and Black Marsh from the game. <laughs> they they texted me as well and said they removed them from the game and they'll be adding them as their own separate. Uh, faction because right. of how awesome they are. Okay, hold on. Oh, good. So we can just wage war and just kill that specific. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Wait, okay, that's Tez that's, just said Tez Six or Black Marsh. Awesome. There you go. I just got my own text. You guys are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Community game night, man. Community game night. Community game night was Community a lot of fun. game night. Sweet, uh, sweet baby Jesus! Community game night. Twenty, twenty freaking guys just just throwing themselves at at enemies. And originally, what we we're supposed to be doing for the epic fail uh, that that I was in charge of <laughs> <it> happened. <laughs> um, 
What was the original thought for community games? We were game supposed man? to be doing PvP. It was supposed to have one person from right. each side and see them go at it, but we didn't have enough people at a high enough level to enter Cyrodiil to actually make that a community game night. Yeah. Plus, so, we had, we, there was there was two there was the uh, the two servers you could stream from the the public test server and then the the regular beta server and um, you know uh, most of most of us have have characters on the public test server and those are our higher level characters that we were able to um, to stream from or to stream with but here here's the here's what got us okay. If you have the public test server on your computer, chances are you don't have the normal beta server on your computer because they're both tremendous downloads. They're they're like what thirty gigs a piece, something like that. I don't know. I have both of them downloaded on the same computer. Think, Let me check. Yeah, I think they're around that, but that's when you're downloading them, and when they install, they obviously decompress, so they're like way bigger. Yeah, they're yeah. huge. <laughs> they are <jerk>. huge. <laughs> Uh, well, one of the people affected by this was me. I, I just didn't have enough disk space to, um, to accommodate for both. So I had the, uh, the PTS on my computer that I was streaming from, but you know, because of this, this split, you know, some people had characters on one server, other people had characters on the other server. And it was just like, great, how are we going to get ourselves together on this one? And just when you think, you know, you've got everything all planned out and it's going to go well, something else comes in. You're like, oh, hello, McFly, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened. But um, Papa Brisket to the rescue, man. He uh, he he organized a an elite army of... Well, it, it 20... wasn't just me, really. It was Will. You all know him as Sovereign. He really yeah, that's put true. the thing together. I just told everybody where to go. <laughs> Sorry, Will. Yeah, Will Will definitely deserves some, some Uber props there for... For running community game night in the first place. Absolutely. That sounds like the most daunting thing. It ain't that bad. Once you get it rolling, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody log on and meet here. But <laughs> after we've spent, you know, the last three years in the forest killing boars. <laughs> Play How do you kill that win. which has no soul? You gather up 20 of your favorite friends and wreck house. That is excellent. South Park Stick of Truth is out now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he beat me too. I was going to say, which one would you use? Sword of the Thousand Shoes or Stick of Truth? Oh, Lord. But anyway. <laughs> and again, all of this is, you know, you can, you can see everything that we're talking about. Uh, we're, we're getting it up slowly but surely on, um, on our YouTube channel. So, Yeah, the whole time it was we had these shows, but we filled in every minute of these, the 60-hour stream. With something, yeah. I mean, I was up at all hours with uh, Maury. He was up, God knows how long. We had uh, John Supa was doing some craziness, yeah, you know, streaming like left and right. And then we had uh, uh, Bradford. Man, Bradford was going for a while. He actually, the servers were down for a bit. He just vamped. We kept the stream up. He just vamped. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We totally, man, we had it covered. We didn't care if the, the servers were down. We still, that we had, uh, I think it was Jessica Folsom or Gina Bruno popped in and tell us the servers were down. We were like, oh, we got it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It. You remember that time I accidentally banned Jessica Folsom? Well, that's because you're a bad person. <laughs> that <is> so embarrassing. <laughs> Ow. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> 
falling microphone. <laughs> Jesus. That was so embarrassing. <laughs> What's going on over that was, here? That was fun. Oh, God, that was so embarrassing. So she, she comes in the chat room, and uh, she's trying to post a link into the chat room. And if you're not... <laughs> I'm such an idiot. <laughs> when um if you're if you're not a, a you know a member of QGN, you don't have the the authority to to post links. It's it sort of keeps the spam out of the chat. Um but unfortunately what I was trying to do was trying to give her permission and authority to to do this on on our channel. Well, instead of clicking the button that does that, I click the button that bans them. <laughs> Boom. So I mean, just just sheer utter horror just fell over my my face when I realized what I did. I'm like, oh my god! I just I just banned the community manager of Elder Scrolls Online from our derpy stream. Like, what an idiot! <laughs> Unlimited power! Yeah. She's such an ass. Um, oh, but she's cute. she's a good sport. Uh, I I told her it was a huge mistake, and um, instead of you know beating me in the face like I deserved. Uh, you just blame Maury. <laughs> she uh, she laughed, and no, we she had a she had a good laugh over it, and uh, so sorry, Jess, <laughs> again. And then uh, Gina reaped the benefit of that one because when she came in, I knew exactly which button to press, and <laughs> no problems on Gina's side. <laughs> good times, but there was this thing, um, like towards the end of the stream. Um, when you're doing this for 60 hours, three, you know, two and a half days for sure, maybe even, maybe even more, I guess. But yeah, we started two hours early. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to come up at noon. Thank God for Maury. He jumps in with mm-hmm. his British self. He's all like, uh, "Hey guys, so uh, it's up now." We're like, "Oh, oh right, the <laughs> stream's up, is it?" Right. <laughs> right I've got this. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> Marvin, where are you? Come join me, dear. We're going to stream. We're streaming now. I'm aren't be we? streaming me some. Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. With his tea and Monovan's beer. And Monovan's like, Uclima! My tea and crumpets. Oh, that's exactly how she said. Oh, my God. <laughs> now she's going to ban us all. <laughs> From our own chat. Watch. That's right. I'm going to get punched in the face by a 19-year-old German girl now. Oh, God. Deservingly we are so. so. We are so dead. Yeah. <laughs> No, she's a, she's a good sport about that stuff. You got to hear you got to hear what she says sometimes. It's she has some of the worst German jokes. Oh my god! I know I get offended for her. <laughs> Someone has to. <laughs> Love you, Joanna. You're you're great. Um, so I totally derailed myself like an idiot. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was two hours early that we we started this whole thing. Thanks to to Maury being Johnny on the spot there and, and letting us know when we um, started up the stream immediately. But like towards the end of this whole thing, uh, gee, you know, everyone got really really attached to each other in the chat room. You know, we had um, on average, which is which is big for us. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, uh, a lot of the other guys had had far more and, and even double. But um, we had like 150 people oh, on average. No, we, didn't. we had a lot more than that on average. We our lows were 150. We were peaking regularly, like 250. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's great. <laughs> uh, we I I noticed a few times that we had over 200 yeah. just hanging out with us while we were farting around in game, like just chilling. I'm not that entertaining. No, you are. 
You are that entertaining. No, no, he's not. He's not. <laughs> no, he is. Uh, everyone here deserves their own Broadway show. Like that's how how entertaining. That's, I don't want a Broadway show. I want like a Michael Bay movie. You could do that too. Shank would be like running away from the explosion. And exactly. All these slow explosions. Mo. Right. Lou and Dave would be if running into J. it. J.J. Abrams movie, I really like Lens Flair. Oh my god, I'm gonna go blind watching that. No, why, dude? It's <laughs> just like horrible. Oh, horrible post process. <laughs> I like the lens flare, but hey, you know. Um so then yeah, that was like the that was the weird thing about it. I think that was the most unexpected thing about it. I mean, what was expected was how damn exhausted we were by the end of it. We everyone needed like a day and a half to two days. I took I took Tuesday and I napped I slept in late, then I got up and ate breakfast, then I napped, got up and ate lunch, then I napped and got up and ate dinner, and then I went to bed. Wow. All right, Garfield. And then the next day I slept, <laughs> then I got up, then I ate breakfast, then I napped through lunch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we all, I think we all had like our own little mini breakdowns, um, or at least I, I had my own little mini breakdowns. When I get exhausted, I just, I'm like, oh, horrible. And um, the next day, I was just, oh, I was so, I was unlivable, totally unlivable. You know, we went to go Swotor, we went to go do Swotori Forge, and I was having an awful night. And then just everything just sort of just crashed over here. The audio just went to complete. I had crap. the same thing happen on my end during Totally Heroes. Yeah, I heard, I heard <laughs> oh Shank say that after many <laughs> a tech hurdle. <laughs> it was just one of those damn nights, man. <laughs> So unfortunately, we didn't get a Star Wars show out, but um, but there you go. But yeah, I mean, we were expecting that. We were expecting utter exhaustion, but what we weren't expecting was just how attached we got to um, some of the people that in the chat room that were with us more than three quarters of the time. Oh yeah, Silent Dante. We had hell. We had a lot of our amazing listeners people who've been with us forever as we already said we had mdl who actually we pulled him on i had chiz on one of my streams we had um i think we even brought in vegna yeah we brought him on we had a bunch of really great listeners who we even brought into our 60 hour stream just to have more color commentary but honestly the best part about that stream wasn't what we did it was watching the chat room the people in the chat room were amazing. Yeah. I, I love every minute of it because, honestly, that's what kept us going was being yeah. able to look and see the chat room. People just commenting on how stupid we are for not being able to pick that lock. <laughs> <laughs> really helped us pull through the 60 hours, you know? Yeah, it did. I, I mean, uh, it's it's one thing to... You know, know the guy you're streaming with and, and being able to hang out and talk. But, you know, when you get tired, the conversation dies down and uh, it gets really, really tough. We had so much support in our chat room. We had so many people in the chat room just going crazy. You know, guys that are playing the game and watching us on the second monitor, listening to us at the same time, you know, all tabbing out of their game to, ch to, to chime in on stuff. I mean, it was just what? An event, man. Oh, God. And then towards the end of all things, um, as the servers were about to shut down, what did, what did we do? We we went into a tavern and uh, sat down on some chairs using using the emote command uh, yep. slash sit cool. chair. <laughs> yeah, and we sort of just um, hung out like a like a bunch of friends and just talked about um, our experiences with with the stream. 
that was the perfect way to end it. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Um, and and uh, congratulations to to you guys, to everyone at, at Quest Gaming Network that chipped in. Um, for those of you that joined the call while someone was streaming, for the for for those of you who were streaming, uh, for those who helped organize the event, uh, for those of us who filled in for other guys when when they couldn't make it. I mean, what a team collaboration this whole thing was, and we pulled it directly out of our butts <laughs> at the last minute. Just threw this whole thing together, and it just it went off without a hitch. Um, when there was a hitch from from um, Elder Scrolls Online, we, we found panicked. A way. We panicked and found a way. <laughs> <laughs> we panicked and found a way. Uh, Bradford was was fantastic. You know, just keeping the stream up. We promised a sixty plus hour stream. Damn it, you got it. <laughs> yeah, we delivered. We delivered. B- servers up or not servers down be damned here we're here we are uh on our twitch channel and and we're we're showing you some some elder scrolls online goodness uh even still uh closing thoughts guys maybe start with lou uh wow if we have another beta weekend coming up soon what are we going to do <laughs> good question um Right now, I, I can tell you that one thing that we're not going to do is another 60-hour constant beta stream. <laughs> Thank you. Jesus. <laughs> uh, I, While I appreciate it, no thank you. Like that, that might be a yearly thing. Maybe once a year. Maybe, maybe for, for the you know, QGN birthday or something or i don't know maybe for the the one the the yearly anniversary of of elder scrolls online maybe a yearly event every 50 episodes maybe i don't know about that (laughs) yeah maybe every 50 episodes uh because that seems to be the year mark is 50 episodes for us Mm -hmm. about um yeah maybe we'll do that but um we're, we're I mean, it, it kicked our butts. It really did. And I think um, if when they do have another another beta event, what we're going to do is we're still going to deliver excellent content to you, uh, just, just not in that way. Um, what we would like to do is really focus more on, uh, and this is just preliminary thinking, and, and we got to talk about it, of course, but I think um, themed streams. You know, last a couple of hours, two, three a hours. Stream. What's that? Streams are great for fishing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, see here. <laughs> uh, I think I need to start every cotton thing with now, see here. Now, see here, so <laughs> Fresh fried taters. Hot today. Hot yesterday. It's gonna be hot tomorrow. It's gonna be hot tomorrow. <laughs> Lord, yeah. Um, I think we're going to do that. You know, we'll we'll give you two, three, four hours of of planned, um, planned streams, and then you know, who knows what happens in between there? Maybe maybe it'll extend. Maybe it won't. That was another thing that was really awesome about these streams was, you know, we had a whole spreadsheet on who's going to do <clears throat> what hours, and uh, who was going to partner up with them for those for those hours, but we were getting tons of people just jumping in on the Skype call. Just like, you know, yeah. Hey man, what's going on? Just had a party for the entire time. Yeah. 
We actually had one Skype call that ran for like 10 plus hours before it was ended. That was on Friday, right? Uh, no, that was on Sunday. Sunday? Yes. Yeah. Wow. 10 plus hours on one call. There's people jumping in, jumping out. Yep. I call that Tuesday, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I That's remember, pretty epic, though. I think mm-hmm. Friday we had we had something very similar. Where, um, I mean, here, <clears throat> excuse me, Friday I was I was right here, starting at ten a.m. until I don't remember. Yeah, Friday <laughs> was your big day that you did the giveaway, right? Yeah. Oh, that was another thing we did. We gave away a uh, a free copy of of the physical Imperial edition of Elder Scrolls Online on CES, went, right? Yeah. Yeah, right on classic Elder Scrolls night. That was a huge, huge, huge thing for us. Oh man, and we it went to a a, a listener of ours. Appletini. Mm-hmm. Appletini. She's been a mm-hmm. faithful listener for quite a while. So, uh, not that we care, but it, it was a good feeling to know that someone who who's uh, supported us so much was you know handsomely rewarded for their for their uh, loyalty. Apparently, I heard that uh, she screamed so loud her husband came running. <laughs> I love that story. Only to find out that she won something. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, apparently we we <laughs> that was a good win there. Yeah, <laughs> making the ladies scream. Oh lord! <laughs> oh boy! There we go. Um. All right. Uh. What else, guys? Uh. I know we're doing our closing thoughts. Um. Shank, what about you? I I'm just super happy. I mean. The one thing that I wanted for like us as a network to showcase during the 60-hour uh, streaming event was just how flexible, malleable, and uh, giving this game actually is. I mean, like we said, I mean, you had Dave and I, polar opposites, playing the same game, playing it our way, you know, respectively. And you look at you look at the two streams back to back, and it's a total dichotomy. You would not think that this is the same game, but we continue that like the whole weekend that we did it. It was just you know just a myriad of play styles and combination of amalgam of all these different ways to just enjoy this game. You showed off the Elder Scrolls side, you showed off the MMO side, you showed off the stuff in between, and I think we managed to do that for sixty hours. And I think that more than anything speaks to that's probably the best representation of what this game is as a whole and what it is trying to put forth as a product and as an experience. And I think that's probably, I mean, that's the highest praise I can give this game, to be honest with you. And, uh, and uh, definitely, definitely, you know, worthy of it. Um, Dave, what about you? Oh man, I've, Lord, I've I have no idea what to even say about it. It was just one thing after the next. It was crazy, but I, at no point did I have a bad time. And well, other than me, you know me breaking the game on multiple occasions, <laughs> uh, I'd say that, that the beta went great, and I'm I'm really looking forward to the game's release. Even at this point, well, hell, I was ready for it to release back when we tried it out at PAX East, but. Man, it is it's become a different beast now and it's only become better. And the community that we obviously have just from the people who came into the stream, from the people that, 
you know, were on the the chats with us during the event, we're going to have a great guild. Oh yeah, we we absolutely are. Um, and and man, Dave's on fire with the uh, with the segues today because our next talking point is is something that a lot of you guys out there in our community have been have been chatting about. Um, but first, uh, Lou, did did we get all of your final thoughts? Ah, uh, yes, yes. <clears throat> so a lot of you guys have been weighing in on this. Will Elder Scrolls off the record have a guild? No, no moving on. Moving on. Next. Next. So on to the crafting table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we are. We are going to have a guild. Um, what are we going to be representing? Is it? It's because because uh, it's just going to be PC based, right, guys? No, no, it's not. You're right. We're gonna our guild is going to extend to all platforms. Elder Scrolls Online uh, uh, stretches across. So mm. all uh, platforms and all regions that we are capable of going into. With that, I give you Dave Deanforce Adams, your guild master, the worldwide guild master for ESOTR. Well, thank you, everybody. And uh, I just want to say, first off, I've been in a lot of guilds. I've seen it done right. I've seen it done wrong. I picked things apart. What I, What we're putting together here is not a rating guild. It's not a... Uh, you know, you do well or you're out. What we are is we're a community guild. And what we plan to do is I've actually put up the plan uh, for the guild. In fact, you can find all of the topics I'm talking about right now. If you go to elderscrollsofftherecord.com, up on the, the, the old navigation bar, you'll see a thing called Guild Blog. In fact, the first post was out on March 3rd. Go right there. You'll see the guild plan. Now, that's what I'm talking about first. The guild plan, uh, what we have in there is is we're describing how we're going to go about doing things. First off, as a community guild, I'm opening invitation to anyone and everyone who dares choose to join. In fact, for the first few weeks before we get moderators set and everything, I want to open the guild to anyone and everyone. So anyone who's a member status or above will be able to invite into the guild. So pretty much if you have someone in the guild, they can just bring you right in. Um, as for what will be on, as we said, Varwin said, will be on everything. Uh, anyone from any faction can join the guild without issue. So doesn't matter. Whatever you play, join the guild. There will be people there for you to group with. There'll be people there to help you. There'll be people there to talk to. Now, unfortunately, the guilds have a cap. They have a limit. We do have plans in place to try to circumvent this cap. Currently, we know it's at 500, but hopefully if if they choose to... Uh, lighten up and and allow us to have much more than that we would really like much more room than 500 people in one guild but we are figuring out a way to circumvent it as i said uh most likely we'll be having multiple guilds but that doesn't mean that they're going to be separate guilds it's just going to be you know hey we've run out of tags for the first ESOTR guild, you're going to be in the second one, but that isn't going to change, you know, that you are in ESOTR. 
they're all going to be the same guild. In fact, the ones on the consoles are still going to be the same guild. Yeah, you may not be able to play with the people from the PC, but that doesn't get you out of the community. Now, that's all we are. We are the community. The hub is going to be at questgamingcommunity.com, the forums. Also, you'll have the guild blog, which will have any important news about events that are going on. So you need to check it out, see what we got going on, see if it's for you. Uh, also, along with the guild plan, we've released things such as the guild rules. Pretty simple stuff. I mean, we, we only have three rules, basically, and that's uh, be kind to everyone, don't annoy people, and play fair. Pretty simple stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone can disagree with that. Uh, we even added a brand new email address just for people. If you have an issue, you can send in an email to esotrofficers at gmail.com. We got you covered from start to finish here. So well, the cool thing is this is all about community, all about discovery, all about trying to help you play the game the way you want to play. In fact, we'll be adding new... Uh, well, as soon as I get around to uh, bugging soup about it, we'll be adding new sub-forums to help with grouping and help facilitate any type of play style there is because we want to help you be able to play your game your way. Now, one final big thing we want to talk about uh, concerning the guilds is while I said anyone can join the guild, the guilds are required to side with one faction for PvP purposes only. That doesn't stop you from joining the guild. All it does is it means that the guild will be in that faction. If you're not in that faction and you want a PvP, you just can't do it under the guild tag. That's simple. It doesn't stop you from PvPing. It doesn't stop you from grouping with people that also are in the ESOTR guild. It, it doesn't stop you from grouping with them and then going to PvP. All it does is it stops you from being in the same PvP uh, campaign with the ESOTR guild. That's all. That's just to make it so that two people from the same guild on separate factions cannot fix the game so that one side wins over the other unfairly. Very simple. I get why they're doing it. Yeah, it kind of sucks, but it needs to happen. Feel free to go to ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. Again, up at the top, Guild Blog. The first post on the Guild Blog, it's the only one there at the moment, has the Guild Poll. And that's for choosing which side the PvP will be on. Now, just to, to be an incentive to go vote, uh, the people here... Uh, I, I don't think Shank... Shank's, I don't know if he's playing on PC or not. Probably not. I don't care. Anyway. <laughs> well, you suck. Uh, Ivarwin, myself, and Lou, we've decided to uh, roll our first characters on whichever side the PvP wins. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. My um, my main character, Ivarwin, will, will be on whatever faction is is chosen this and this is so i can 
you know, take part in in PvP with uh, you know the majority of the guild and and play with the people in, in the majority of of the guild. You know, whatever the majority votes for, we're assuming that's the faction that they're going to start up with, and uh, and I want to be there and um, and play with you guys. So, whatever you choose, I'll be there for it. I may not be the race you so choose. You know, I no, might be a different they race. They don't have a say on which race or class we play. Yeah. If it's all, right. you know, just for PvP purposes, to start off, we're going to be joining that. At least one character will be on that group, on that faction. That's not going to say that that's going to be the only character we play or that we'll be on that faction mainly. That's just to say that when we first start out, our first character will be on that faction, That whichever one you so choose. Mm-hmm. Now... The guild poll, feel free, make sure you vote whichever way you choose. Vote with your ebon heart. Vote with your heart to, to whichever <laughs> side you really want. And uh, it, it, don't give in to the Dominion. I mean, the, the group mind. Don't give in to that. Uh, you, you want to vote with your heart. And uh, it's, a, it's like an inner covenant within yourself that you vote from. <laughs> And whichever way you choose, Jeez, it's fine. <laughs> what? What? No, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I'm going to be a little less uh, subversive and just say, just vote out Mary Dominion. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? Um, I had a question from the chat. Can I uh, bring it to the, the guild master or whatever Dave is supposed to be right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's the one from Vito, it was just answered, literally. All right. Well, there you go. Well, what was it? Uh, the that PvP faction thing. Okay, that we have to every guild has to on its inception choose a faction. Yep. Okay. And why? And why? Um, here's an idea for for Elder Scrolls uh, for for Zenimax, and maybe they'll they'll take it and run with it. Um, maybe they'll ignore me, which I should be ignored. Um, I think a nice little idea for for uh, the guild interface would be holding guild votes within the game itself and not having to go to a website uh, and um, and vote there. I think it'd be a great idea to to be able to have some sort of interface where guild members, when they log in, have the choice to, to vote for whatever is going on in the guild. And, um, you know, um, maybe also allow uh, the uh, guilds to be formed without choosing a faction quite yet. Yeah, I would really like that. Yeah. I'd really like it if they they remove the cap for people in the guild as well. That'd be really nice. Mm. That way we didn't have to have 15 guilds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh such such as it is. Uh Guildmaster Dianforce, is there is there anything else that you want to bring up in this time? Um looks like well, honestly, we'll have more information again on our sites, on our forums. We'll have more information as it comes, as as we get closer. There's finer details that we will be putting out over time. But as it stands right now, remember just to vote on the, the poll if you haven't. Mm-hmm. And, and remember that any question you have will be answered if it hasn't been answered already go on our forums questgamingcommunity.com the elder scrolls off the record section guild plan there's a ton of questions i go through pretty much every day and answer any question that's on there that hasn't been answered yet 
Um, so on Sunday, we went through all of these topics with all the different people that we've had. I brought in people from our old Minecraft server to the people from the Rift Guild to the people from everyone that I could possibly think of who could have a direct opinion on how this was done. Uh, we have still things that we haven't mentioned, which is like such as guild bank rules, but that will come in time. Um, again, keep in mind, we will, we will be allowing open invites to begin. Uh, but there's still things that need to be hashed out with that. That's, that's temporary. Hmm. Um, we will have moderator positions opening soon within the incarnation of the guild, probably within the first few weeks, we'll have moderator positions opening, uh, officership, the people who can actually change the guild settings, will not be open uh, for for people from the public. In fact, we're, we're filling those directly in-house at the moment. Okay. Even on, on uh, consoles, we're going to be filling that in-house, as it seems. Hmm. So, anyway, uh, is there anything else that we haven't covered, Yvonne? Does I mean, it, I think we've, we've pretty much got everything, so... Um, all right, so then let's let's move on. Uh, our next topic here is going to be the uh, the dev question of the week. So uh, check this guys out. Uh, check this out, guys. It's again uh, pretty awesome, pretty awesome question. So here we go. Hello, my name is Brent Keith, and I'm the lead for console testing here at Zenimax Online Studios. And here is your question of the week. Many of you have had an opportunity to explore Tamriel during the beta. What is your favorite location, quest, or NPC so far? All right. So what is your... Uh, favorite location, quest, or NPC so far in the Elder Scrolls Online. Lou. Hmm. Let's see. You know, I'm gonna go with uh, location. And right now, I'm gonna say so far, it's it has to be a uh, Ordon. Okay, in the Alberta Dominion. Okay, to me, it just looks really amazing. All right, really, uh, it's it's vibrant. You know, it's very pretty. <laughs> okay, you know, um, pretty. It, it's something that I think Shanks E and B would do justice to. <laughs> yeah, you know, when he uses it, <laughs> yeah. if he could use it, I think he would, and he'd make that. You know, it just really looks amazing. When I first got there, you know, uh, when I got off the beach here, I should say, and actually went further inland. Okay, and started to see the actual like the the grassy areas, you know, the the trees, everything else, the the ruins. I was just taking. A, I took a step back and go, my God, this looks really amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I couldn't believe. You know, this is you know this is the land of the uh, of the Altmer. You know, almost a thousand years in the past, and you know, I, I was really excited to actually see it and be able to walk there and, and start experiencing some of the. Uh, Things we've only read about or you know inferred about in the uh, in the lore over the years, you know, in the games. Yeah. So yeah, it was really really great. So 
Yeah, so far Auradon's my favorite place to be right now. Oh, even though I have been in the other two factions areas, but right now Auradon's my favorite. Okay. Um, Shank, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've played, uh, you know, pieces of all three of the uh, the factions in one beta or another, and um, I, I mean, I have to agree with Lou that Auradon really struck a chord with me, man. I mean, I got in there and honestly like it, it, it to me it felt like i was like i i recalled that that uh that emotion that i felt in oblivion when you escape the sewers and you're you're just like left with the world up to your own devices and the moment you know i left canarthi's roost and landed in oridon and i was in that city and i walked right outside the city gates and i just saw it's like oh my god and I, I think it's because, to me, it reminds me the most of Cyrodiil and the way that the landscape kind of lends itself to walking around. And uh, it's it's really – it's just got that, like, idyllic sort of forested summer look to it, which, I mean, that that is Oblivion. I mean, that that is Oblivion's sort of uh, uh, palette and uh, demeanor as you're walking around in the world. So – Ordon is really pretty, and you know I can't wait to actually get into the further than to the mainland, um, and explore. And you know what? It would make sense because geographically, Valenwood and Cyrodiil are you know adjacent to each other, so you know sure. kind of makes sense to have that. So yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, I I have to respectfully disagree. Uh, I Ordon is actually my least favorite. I agree. Um, and, and it's only because that it, it is it is everything that you guys are, are saying that it is. Um, it's just it's for me. I prefer Glenumbra. Uh, as soon as you as soon as you you walk, uh, which is basically the um, the covenant, the, right? Yeah, one of the first areas in the Daggerfall Covenant. Uh, the city of Daggerfall is right there in um, in Glenumbra. Um, I I like the I like the environment of of Glenumber to me. It's not over the top bright and uh cheery as as Oridon can be. Um and it's not as is um murky and uh I guess uh dark dank volcanic. As, uh yeah. <laughs> as um as Balfoyen on uh, the Ebonheart Pact side in in um, in Morrowind can be. Um, it's just it's a it's a really nice. Uh, it, it's just a beautiful area. Lots of lots of forests, lots of plains, um, hills, mountains. You know, you go from the deserts of Strosmakai over to the the forested area of Glenumbra, and it's just it's it's vibrant and green, but not um, so much so. You know, the weather is uh it shifts you know quickly out there and uh, so it's it's it can be uh raining one minute and then the next minute you know the skies open up and it's, it's beautiful and sunny and and uh it's very green and lush and uh so i, I like that so that's that's why i think Oridon, uh, not Oridon, rather um glenumbra is is sort of my my favorite right now uh, dave what about you i like each of them for different reasons uh, Ordon is actually my least favorite looking area and my least favorite quests in the entire game. Mm-hmm. I hate the storyline 
in Aldmeri Dominion. It's horrible. I just, it isn't for me at all. It, it makes me, honestly, if this game was only that, it, I wouldn't be playing this game. Um, Ebonheart is freaking amazing. Storyline's great. The, the areas are beautiful. I love how dark and, and eerie it is because honestly, that's the purpose of the game is it's, you know, getting crazy. You need to go in and, and clear stuff out. I like that. Also, I, I really enjoy the storyline and quests over in Daggerfall Covenant. But for all of the things that I, I've put down Aldmeri Dominion about, damn it if I don't love Razumdar. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a baller, dude. Right? I love that crazy Khajiit. He's so cool. He would be proud of you. <laughs> you, you know what, Dave? You make a good point. Razumdar, you get my huge G award for the week. Have you ever given the huge G award to a fictional character? I, I have not, actually, no. Well, there you go. It's first. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, check this out. We just got this email. Uh, hi, I was wondering if you could please make Skyrim for the Wii. I really love this game. Please contact me. <laughs> Do we need to message them back? We're not, we're, not, we're not Bethesda. We're not Bethesda. <laughs> and even then, for the Wii. For hmm. the Wii. Take it up at Nintendo. Uh, about that. <laughs> I love emails gonna, like that. We're just going to put that right, right here. here. <laughs> right on the fridge. Everyone can see it. See it every day. I love emails like that. All right, guys. Well, I believe it is on to our crafting table. The mod challenge of the week. Just fists. No weapons, no magic, no crying. Let's go. Mm. Never should have come here. Somebody help. Damn you. Get her. Yeah, get him. Oh, man. You take a lady like that home to your mother. I'll tell you that. Oh Jesus! Oh, oh Jesus! No! Oh, he went there. Oh, oh where'd you meet her? In the bar, she beat me up. <laughs> she kicked my ass. Oh, I've got a family. Here's your ring of Mara. Oh. Any woman that could beat up my boy is a woman worth keeping. Welcome to the family, girl. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, female Nords. <laughs> Gotta love them. So, it's been a while since we've done this, and uh, and I do apologize. But uh, the last time we did the crafting table, uh, Lou was asked to download and experience the awesomeness that is Craftable Automaton Companions by Onishi Syndrome for Skyrim. That's right. And uh, just a quick wrap-up, or a quick summary of how this mod works. Uh, you know, if you ever thought when you first saw those automatons in any Dwemer room, saying, wow, that's really cool, I really want one of those. Well, guess what? This mod by Onishi Syndrome allows you to do just that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what happens is that, you know, you can, you can make them. Um, Especially when you make the Centurion. Now, there's a caveat with the Centurion, okay? We all know how big those things are. <laughs> but for sake of gameplay and to stop glitching or get having your companions stuck in whatever doorway or, uh, I guess, crawl or walkway you're trying to get through, um, 
the Centurion is scaled back down in size. He is still a badass, but he's just a little smaller. That's all. So he can actually journey with you without being, you know, stuck or, or glitched or you leave him behind. Hmm. Okay. Here's the thing, though. I think you have to uh, – I liked it a lot. It worked really well. Um, at first, I tried my assassin because my assassin is actually higher in blacksmithing <laughs> skill than my battle mage. When I first started with his mod on, it's like, oh, poop. Let me go on the other character first really quick. <laughs> Which prompted me to actually uh, work my uh, mage some more on blacksmithing. But, yeah, it is really fun. These, when you do make them, first of all, you're going to need, obviously, the Dwemer medals, okay? Like the uh, Dwemer ingots, metal ingots. And so, for my gameplay, that is one thing I definitely never collected in any of my runs in <laughs> Dwemer Ruins. <laughs> so, when I first downloaded this mod, I realized, oh, man, I need those materials. Well, it's back to every Dwemer Ruin I've been to. <laughs> hmm. I literally went back to places I cleared. All right, back to you know Arkantham, but the, you know or Valdar, and just went back and just picked up stuff. Literally, the crafting mats. So I had enough of them. And Damon and Serrano was my companion, and not carrying anything for me, so I had to carry anything myself. <laughs> Useless companion. <laughs> <laughs> but they are pretty neat. Um, you know, they they act as any normal companion. You know, you attack something, they'll go after it. You know, they'll do whatever you need, whatever you do. If you're sneaking around, don't worry about it. They're not going to provoke anything. They're not going to act stupid. So it is a nearly neat, fun mod uh, to play with. Okay. However, here's another thing. Um, when you do take them out, though, uh, realize that it is, it is going to take up the regular summoned item or being uh, for conjuration. Okay. Mm, okay. So you're not, you're not going to be able to call out you know, the bounce sword and then – call up one of these things because when you actually craft these things, when you actually get this skill per se, it's going to appear like a uh, conjuration type scroll in your inventory. All right. When you pull them up, you know, yeah, it's, it's going to take one. So you, you got to have one or the other. If you want the bound weapon, you got to have the bound weapon. If you want the, uh, this craft companion, realize that's all you're going to have to, that's the only thing you'll, you'll have to use. Oh, wow. That. Okay. So could be a limitation that, for some. Right. Right. Otherwise, you know what? I, I don't know what it would be. I'm like, if you conjured up another being and then this craftable automaton, and you could probably do some really mean damage to the game. So, <laughs> I, I would think maybe put that as a balance because, you know, if Dave got his way, he'd like zoom answer all over. Mm-hmm. You're just, just, just rucking things in every zone. <laughs> <laughs> the old Diablo 2 zoom answer build. It, it's right. Yeah. But it is, yeah, it is great. It is a really nice little mod. So, you know, I do recommend it for people. If you really do want to have them running around with you, beating things up, yeah, you'll enjoy it. Very good. Uh, again, that's Craftable Automaton Companions. Uh, that is on the Steam Workshop for Skyrim. And that is by Onishi Syndrome. Uh, the very, very next uh, mod that we've got right here. I want everyone to click on that link right now in this call because this is for everyone to try out. Oh, Lord. That is QGN Elder Scrolls OTR hosts in Skyrim plus events version 2.1 B by the feeling Vimers. this is going to be a peg <laughs> Oh, my God. I got to pay $0 for this? My God, it's such a peg It's such a peg <laughs> 
It's free, my God! I so, can't. How can I stand this? Oh wait, it's free to play. It's a fail. This is a fail mod. It's free mm-hmm. to play. It's a fail. <laughs> it went free to play. Oh, not uh, worth. I bet they don't even have servers for it. This is the uh, this is the mod uh, that Fred from from Swotor Reforged uh, has has put together for for uh, our show here, um, and it's been a work in progress for the last year and a half, maybe. Uh, finally. He he has a uh, an updated build that um, I think everyone here is is absolutely going to love. Uh, the the QGN hosts are in Skyrim. You can use them as companions. Uh, it has been updated to to reflect the the brand new host lineup that we have. Um, on top of it, he has events in this game uh, in in this this mod now. So when you do download it, keep it on your computer because you never know. When he is going to come out with something unbelievable and hysterical. Uh, right now, for those of you out there who are upset about the trolls of Elder Scrolls Online, y- you may have an event where you're fighting trolls. <laughs> God, I hated that. There is also a uh, reskinned version of Shadowmere inside uh, this, uh, this game to reflect a more uh, virtuous character. Uh, please uh, download this mod and you will get Paygate for free. That is your your virtuous uh, horse companion <laughs> who ha- who's sporting his own QGN saddle, of course. Free advertising. <laughs> and Lord. If, you, if you manage to defeat the huge ignorant troll, you will, you will get some very... <laughs> some very... <laughs> Uh, you're gonna get some very awesome, very nice um, down uh, gear upgrades for for your current uh, for your current weapon sets. I still feel that's kind of pay to win. Uh, it's uh, it's a free to play mod, so I don't know what you're talking. No, about. it's free to play is no never really free to play. It's always yeah. pay to win. Well, Fred always asks uh, would would love donations. Unfortunately, there's no way that you can See, donate to, it pay to win. Yeah, so you can't donate to Fred, but you can donate to us, Elder Scrolls author. There's a donate button on the screen there, folks. Yeah. So everyone, uh, go ahead and and uh, subscribe to Fred's mod, and uh, we'll talk about it next week on the crafting table. <laughs> See us back here in the chat, and Shank's companion would just run away. <laughs> you know what? I've I've actually when I originally got it, I found myself in the game. Mm-hmm. He's surprisingly braver than I am. Yeah, and at one particular point, he gets beaten down by Argonians. Oh, that that is that is like the that is uh, <laughs> yeah. You have to go. <laughs> the that, that's a man. totally separate sort of expl- like thing that you got to fight. It is it is awesome. Just <laughs> just do it. Just it's do awesome. Hysterical. <laughs> All right, guys. That uh, that leads us over to uh, the Elder Scroll, probably uh, one of the the single greatest segments that. That uh, that we have here. Stay tuned for lose lore segment. Library bookstore. This is Scott. How may I help you? Yes, you have an Elder Scroll. Hello, and what can I do for you? You have an Elder Scroll. An Elder Scroll? Yes, I'd very much like to have those scrolls. Oh my! 
More Mythical Weapons of Tamriel, Part 3. Take it away, Lou. Thank you very much, sir. And yes, Farwin just mentioned more Mythical Weapons of Tamriel, Part 3. A list of other famous weapons, artifacts of lore. And today we'll start off with the Amulet of Infectious Charm. A legendary magical trinket once owned by the Nora chieftain Hrothmund the Red of Solstein, the first chieftain of Thirsk. The amulet is enchanted to boost the personality of the wearer hugely, but at the cost of being constantly fatigued and susceptible to disease. Ew. According to legends, Hrothmund was ugly as a troll, but received much womanly attention due to the amulet. Hmm. The amulet was buried in Hrothmund's barrow high in the Mosring Mountains after he was killed and eaten by Onjage, the fell wolf. In the year 427, in the Third Era, Nervous Breton mage from Aldrin called Louis Beauchamp began to search for the amulet, hoping that it would aid him in his failing love life. He constructed a patchwork airship using Dwemer technology and hired a crew to fly from Aldrin to Solstein to recover the amulet from the barrow. The crew would be able to find the barrow from the sky by searching for Hrothman's Bane, a stone geoglyph in the shape of Anjage's head, with the entrance to the barrow located in the wolf's eye. However, the airship was poorly constructed and began to fall apart the minute it took flight. The ship came within sight of Rothman's Bane before a severe blizzard struck, ripping the vessel apart. It crashed south of the barrow in the Mosering Pass, killing the entire crew apart from Captain Roberto Trudeau. The captain soon succumbed to either the cold or the snow wolves. Having received no word from the crew, Beauchamp sent the Nervary to Solstein to look for them. The Nerevarine discovered the crash site and successfully recovered the amulet from the barrow. Beauchamp went on <laughs> to use the amulet to great effect on the women of Aldrun, although at the cost of his health. The second item, one of my favorites, Chillrend, an artifact of unknown origins. It takes the form of a glass short sword, although unlike regular Malachite, it is blue instead of green. Like other glass weapons, its handle was fashioned from the rare metals and moonstone. Its enchantment varies in its strength and properties, but it always causes magical frost damage to the opponent. Other known effects include causing a weakness of frost or temporary paralysis. The sword's first known owner was Velas Odiu, an imperial adventurer who wandered Tamriel, or at least Hammerfell. Velas eventually settled down in Cyrodiil and bought a farm outside the walls of Coral. However, his farm was continually raided by goblins from the Great Forest, and the town guard refused to help. In year 433 in the Third Era, unable to fight in his old age, he asked the champion of Cyrodiil to aid his two sons in killing the goblins. After the battle, Valus paused on Chilrend, passed on Chilrend to the champion for keeping his son safe, saying that he was going to spend the rest of his days in peace. The sword later came into the possession of Mercer Frey, the guildmaster of the Skyrim branch of the Thieves' Guild. Mercer was a renowned thief who secretly possessed the skeleton key, which gifted him with great luck. By year 201 in the Fourth Era, Mercer had stowed the sword in the secret basement of his Riften home. The sword was stolen by the last dragonborn after it was discovered that Mercer had betrayed the guild. The next item, the Everflow Ear. An ancient artifact believed to be capable of supplying endless water once filled. The Eru has been described as a pitcher made of either crystals or silver. Its origin is unknown. Some say it was a gift from Mara, 
while others claim that it was enchanted by a powerful sorcerer. Garadun Saru's a knight errant of Farmental Glens sought out the era due to a drought and a small yield of crops. To save his people from starvation, he began his hunt for the era. A sage informed him it was located in Frostfire Glade, and he set off at once along with his friend, Lord Jaren Aethelweald. He eventually found the era resting on an altar in the frozen glade, filled with water as the legend told. However, when Garadun removed the era, a Frostfire Atronach Glade guardian appeared and battled Garadun. The Atronach knocked him to the ground and attempted to finish Garadun, but his blow was intercepted by the era itself, destroying it and causing a rush of frozen water. This locked the two in an everlasting combat under the ice, where the fragments of the Everflow era lie. Jaren Etherwheel escaped and returned to Farmanta Glens, only to discover that Mara had blessed the settlement with rain. The legend of Garden Saros was later recorded by Corellian Odrinus in the book Nightfall, Tales of Heroism and Chivalry. According to legend, Mara took pity on the dying knight and imbued his tears with magic in commemoration of his kind heart. The tears froze into crystals, which came to be known as Garden's Tears. In year 433 of the Third Era, Sidrasa of the Leywin Mages Guild hired an adventurer to recover these fabled crystals that he could add them to his collection. With the help of Julian Fannis, the adventurer found Frostfire Glade and recovered five of the tears from around the frozen corpses of Aradin and Atronach preserved in ice. The next item, the Sin Weaver, an artifact once wielded by Azani Blackheart, a Redguard outlaw and an avid scholar of the aliens. It is an elven claymore, possibly of alien origin. It causes magical fire damage to those that it strikes. It also possesses a useless enchantment intended to drain stamina. Around 433 in the 3rd era, a wizard named Argoth employed the Fighters Guild to invade Blackheart's base, the alien ruin of Arpenia, and recovers Sinweaver. A large group of warriors was sent to the ruins, but were successfully repelled by Blackheart. Fifteen guild members died, including the son of guildmaster Velina Daunton, and many more were injured. Argoth turned to the Blackwood Company to complete the job. However, the company double-crossed Argoth and seemingly made a deal with Blackheart. If he gave him Sinweaver and departed from Arpenia, the Blackwood Company would pay him off and reveal Argoth's location. Blackheart agreed, and subsequently killed the wizard, retrieving his weapon. He then moved his base to Adatar, another alien ruin not far from Arpenia. Seeking to defame the rival Blackwood Company, Fighters Guild 2nd in Command, Modrin Orin, along with a new recruit, investigated the abandoned ruins of Arpenia. Orin's suspicions proved correct when he found the place free from any signs of battle. The two then journeyed to nearby Adatar, which was being guarded by Blackheart's bandit allies. After fighting their way into the depths of the ruins, Orin and the recruit confronted Blackheart and killed him avenging their fallen comrades. Oren took Azani's ring as proof that the Black Company had not completed the contract, and Sinweaver was taken by the recruit. And this concludes Part 3. Next week, I'm going to wrap it up with Part 4, finish off with the rest of the armor, weapons, artifacts of Tamriel, and I want to say thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Elder Scrolls Wiki, and the Imperial Library for all the information they have on their sites, if you like and enjoy the lore as much as I do, please visit their sites and get lost in all of it like I do.
This week in Tamrielic Holidays, we have Eduros Nauru, Sun's Dawn the 28th. The villages in the Bantha celebrate the baser urges that come with springtide on Eduros Nau. The traditions vary from village to village, but none of them are for the overly virtuous. And first seed, uh, we had Hermaeus Morris Summoning Day on first seed the fifth in Daggerfall. This is the summoning day for Hermaeus More. Uh, thanks for for hanging out with us so far, guys. Uh, we've got a you know obviously this is a very long show so far, and we still have more for you. Uh, and we're going to deliver that to you right now with your emails. Stay tuned. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. Dave's favorite bumper. <laughs> well, this like one scar on my mind. Uh, this one comes from Colin Lee, who's got a bit of a rant. And Colin says, "Hi, <laughs> just listened to ESOTR this morning via iTunes. Sorry, too late for me to listen live. An Englishman in Denmark, of course." Uh, let me preface this rant by saying I occupy the middle ground between an Elder Scrolls and MMO player. Talk of starter islands and how Zoss can make these work for both Elder Scrolls and MMO purists made me think that you guys missed the mark. How can an Elder Scrolls purist, Lou, crave, MMO purist. <laughs> cra- <gasps> crave the freedom from ESO but want a longer tutorial? I agree that we needed to see some more Cold Harbor, but not linear scripted tutorial trash. Why is it perfectly acceptable to lengthen the Cold Harbor experience just because horrific tutorials are an Elder Scrolls staple, while complaining about heart hand-holding in the next zone? Saying that Elder Scrolls needs to be an Elder Scrolls game and break the MMO mold and not allow the MMO part alter Elder Scrolls conventions is hypocritical. Personally, I was overjoyed that Cold Harbor was only 10 minutes long, as I could not wait to get out of the obligatory tutorial section. I agree that new players could maybe benefit from more actual tutorial elements, but I would be saddened if Zoss forced me to play them with each character I rolled. I think extending Cold Harbor and making that extra content totally optional would be a good thing for new and experienced players alike. As to the starter islands themselves, thus far I have experienced only Eldmeri Dominion, which, like others, I found to be a little too handholdy for Elder Scrolls, but not as restrictive as I am led to believe the other faction zones are, or indeed as restrictive as some Elder Scrolls purists seem to find it. I understand what Zoss were trying to do with the 1-6-ish to experience, from Cold Harbor to the beginnings of Oridon for the Aldmeri Dominion and other Alliance equivalents, Cold Harbor being a short Elder Scrolls-like tutorial followed by a longer tutorial experience to enable players of previous MMOs to bed in to the Elder Scrolls way of doing things. I also agree with the general consensus that it was not a great experience upon leaving Cold Harbor and finding I was not quite out of the game's tutorial for real. But you know, it did not ruin the game for me as much as as it did for some. However, I am happy that the starter zones being optional has been implemented more so for my second or subsequent playthroughs with alts than first time around. 
I don't believe that the current system is right or that it will stay like that for launch. As you say in your show, new players are going to struggle to find ways to get those zones un- to get through those zones unless something is altered. My solution would be to have a decision when leaving Cold Harbor of where the profit ports you instead of automatically main city or starter island and then an option. Slash and rant. Many thanks for reading. Colin Lee Loaf. Can I uh, jump in quick? Please. First of all, uh, the fact that you wrote a uh, pretty well-written rant uh, means that uh, I think, guys, back me up if I'm wrong, I think this means that uh, you know, a month or two down the line, he's going to become a guest host, and then you know, a month after that, possibly a writer. He'll be replacing you, yes. Yeah. And then he'll be a permanent host, because I think this is what happened with the last time that uh, a certain somebody wrote, quite frankly, the most brilliant email in the history of emails. <laughs> um, <laughs> a second thing I want to say, and is perhaps more pertinent, is uh, uh, Colin, you make some good points here. And honestly, that last point that you made, uh, I didn't think of. And in fact, I actually prefer this solution to the one I proposed last week. You know, have when you're in Cold Harbor, have a choice right then and there. So you don't have to travel to a place and then get a choice and then have to travel to another place. Um, if, if that if that's uh, your prerogative. But I, I, I kind of like this idea, you know, have through Cold Harbor and you kind of presented that choice. Like, you know, you could go to like, you know, this certain portal or like this certain portal, like, you know, obviously keep, keep it uh lore friendly the way, however they present it to you. But I, I kind of agree with this because it kind of, it will keep that sort of seamless uh, gameplay uh, with you while simultaneously providing choice to the player that way too. So uh, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. Um, I sort of, I, I sort of believe that he used the word hypocritical, um, incorrectly here. You know, uh, he said that uh, saying that Elder Scrolls needs to be an Elder Scrolls game and break the MMO mold and not allow the MMO part uh, part alter Elder Scrolls conventions is hypocritical. Um, I don't really agree with that. Although with the rest of the email, I, I do think that he brings up some very good points as well. Um, and not, not necessarily something I either agree or disagree with. I think um, the the design. Listen, you can go out there and get any damn MMO you want. Uh, you, don't you know? Don't believe me? Here, here. Okay, here you go. Here's uh, here's Star Wars: The Old Republic. Swotor, Swotor. You can you know play that. Um, oh, here here's here's another going. Gee, uh, this this one here. That's called Guild Wars Two. You like that one, huh? Yeah, there you go. Guild Wars. Two. It's got pretty hard. Another MMO. Uh, here, about Rift. Dropping shit all over the place. Uh, here's Rift. You like that? And play a little Rift there. That's an MMO. Play that. That's a Skyrim. <laughs> uh, not an MMO. Uh, here's here's one that you may not have heard of. Here's Aeon. Like a little of that, huh? Whoa. Whoa. I oh, don't boy. even... What is Eon? Aeon. Aeon. If you yeah. want to fly in a game without a mount, that was awesome. Uh, you know, here's... Oh, here's... This is interesting. Um, here, World of Warcraft. Look at that. And you get 20 levels for free, by the way. It's... Plenty of MMOs out there. One of them, one of them is an Elder Scrolls Online MMO. You know what? It needs to be an Elder Scrolls game first and an MMO second because uh, there's a whole bunch of crap out there 
called MMOs. Tons of them. Tons of them. Tons of them. I want one MMO for Elder Scrolls that's going to play like Elder Scrolls. I think it's only appropriate. Anyone else? Okay. Huh? Go ahead, Dave. Oh, I, honestly, I just think that I don't want to... It's not about being an MMO or not. Mm-hmm. It's about new players to the game. And that's all I care about, is a new player, when they, they're first introduced to the game, they, they don't know. They don't know all the intricacies that come with playing Elder Scrolls. And they may not even know all the intricacies that come with playing an MMO, but they need to learn it. I, I honestly think that I don't care how it's done, but it needs to be done right. And there needs to be a way for for new players to, to learn the basics. And if that means hand-holding, then that means hand-holding. You know, for those people who are veterans, like me, like Lou, like uh, Varwin, like Shank, in all of our different ways, we may not enjoy it, but it's not for us. There needs, yes, there does need to be a way for people like us to get around it, but honestly, the new player is who needs to be catered toward for the first six levels. Sorry. If you don't like it, then you're, you need to go play a single player game because this isn't just about you anymore when it comes to an MMO. Lou, you got anything? Yeah, I just wanted to make sure Dave was finished by I jumped in. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm ranting. Go ahead. I, I, I just want to say, you know, he – I like what Loaf or, or Colin brings. You know, he actually thought this out, wrote it very well. And, you know, he's mm-hmm. just providing his his idea, his take on what would make a sense right. uh, to separate, you know, from Cold Harbor and Star Island and so forth. Okay? Right. And, and Warren's totally correct. Yeah, it has to be a Little Scrolls game first. You know, MMO second – you know, and everyone here is trying to come up with the best way. You know, I guess the best compromise to mix and meld the both together in a way that appeals and can work. You know, for everyone, okay? Because we've seen the beauty of the game, how it works for players who play like Dave. Okay, and we've seen it work, you know, amazingly so for players who play like Shank. So you know, out there somewhere, there's got to be a way. To approach this issue and make it work for everyone, okay. I know it's out there. You know, again, MMO things will change, the game will evolve and will change. But you know, that Dave has a great point. You know, this is catering to the very brand new player, and we have to we have to consider them, okay. Mm-hmm. For single player RPGs or for MMORPG players, veterans who are used to these type of mechanics or will get into these things very easily or you know, maybe after a while they'll get it intuitively. Okay, the new player, the absolutely brand new player, has to be thought of because you know what? It's just something you need to do because you know you want to grow your player base. You want to attract new players to your game. Yep. Okay, I'll, I want to remember a point. You know, Eve Online is one of the most you know brutal learning curves in the game. You know what? It's a learning cliff. <laughs> there's no learning curve, folks. There's the line. There's this you know ninety degree angle cliff. You fall off of that. Yeah, it's like here's where you start the game. Here's right. where you need to be to survive. Exactly. Eve Online, <laughs> that player base is brutal because you know what? There are no restrictions there, so they can be so. 
And the game warns you, you know, after this, you're on your own. No one cares what you think. You know, you want to play the game? Here you go. Here are the tools. Here's everything you need to play the game. Go out and enjoy. You know, and that scares the crap out of a lot of people who may want to try to get into that game. And we absolutely don't need something like that in Elder Scrolls Online. You know, we need to know, or pe- people need to know that, you know what, if you go in there, brand new player, veteran, no matter what type of game you play, you're welcome. And there are ways for you to learn the game without getting, you know, face land into the ground or without getting, you know, that awful <laughs> feeling that, you know, that you don't know what you're doing and no one's helping or there's nothing for you uh, to turn to for your help, information, you know? Yeah. So, again, you know, Colin, you know, get, this is great, though. You know, you actually come up, everyone's coming up with ideas. Let's keep this up, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, Colin, um, I, you know, I want to say that, like I said, you know, a lot of your points I don't I don't necessarily agree or disagree with. Um, I think you bring up great points and and definitely food for thought. And it was a great email, which is why um, I wanted to feature it today in its in its entirety. Um, like I said, just the only thing I, I do uh, think maybe you may have missed the mark on is just the fact that you know it's it's an Elder Scrolls game first and an MMO second. Um, that's the important thing to remember here, uh, though it needs to balance certain things uh, perfectly in order to be a successful MMO, which it needs to be, but it does need that Elder Scrolls feel first to it. Um, Let's see. Lou, the next email from Preston A. All right. Next email from Preston. And it starts, I first took notice of the music when I landed on Ordon. I caught myself humming along without knowing what it was. Hmm. All of a sudden, it hit me. It was a new arrangement of one of my favorite tracks of Morrowind, which just so happens to be my favorite Elder Scrolls game. I couldn't have been more pleased with what I was hearing. <laughs> Unfortunately, Preston, you didn't give us the name of the track. <laughs> 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 so what is it? What's the track? That um, Did yeah. they put music in the game? Sure. Well, Shut up, yeah, Dave. Not your game. <laughs> put in your game, Dave. Uh, that, um, I gotta tell you, that was, that's definitely one of the best parts about, about Elder Scrolls Online is, I mean, there's a lot of remixed versions of Elder Scrolls soundtrack classics, just fantastic to, to, to hear and, and experience in the game. It, it just, it just fleshes the game out in a way that, that you sort of, uh, kind of takes a hold of you. Indeed. Uh, if I may, yeah. folks, if, you, if Barwin is serious when he says he loves the Elder Scrolls music, okay, uh, last year going to the PAX Prime, okay, <laughs> I drove up to Boston. Yeah. All right. When the first five minutes of the ride, I'm realizing, is that Elder Scrolls music you're playing in the background on the radio? He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. I was like, you got it all? He's like, <laughs> yeah, I got it all. Yeah, I, I mean, as as I'm hurling MMO game discs around my my uh, area here, I could I could show this off on the stream. Um, I I love this. This is the the five disc collection of the Skyrim soundtrack. I I bought this um, from uh, Jeremy Soul's web store. Uh, on top of that, when the Morrowind and Oblivion soundtracks were made available on iTunes. I scooped that up immediately as well. I have the whole collection of Elder Scrolls songs on my phone. 
and I, I listen to it when I'm not listening to a podcast, um, on my phone, like right here, you can, you can probably make that out a little bit. That's uh part of the list for, for Morrowind right there. And then it just it goes on and on and on until you hit, um, oblivion. And then of course you scroll down the list more, uh, that begins, uh, Skyrim on the bottom there. I mean, I just, I've got the whole thing here. It's five hours worth of, of music. And I listen to it every day. Five hours is probably just enough time for me to get from Falkreath to Riverwood. <laughs> just uh, about. Really? Shanking in between. Your load screens take that long? Wow. I don't <laughs> even know what that fast is. Fast travel, it's instant. You know, it just says fast travel, yes, no, cancel, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, Dave, yeah. final email, sir, for the evening. From James Marsden, says, Dear ESO crew... <laughs> James Zib, who else would it be? James says, McAvoy, Dear, duh. James McAvoy, all right, of course. What? <laughs> Dear ESO crew, I've had a great time listening to the show, except for Shank. Go Argonians. I don't like James anymore. Yeah, me either. Uh, and to Dave, people who have birthdays in March are not losers. Well, as someone who has a birthday in March, we kind of are. Deal with it. <laughs> Why? Anyway, uh, so to say, thanks for a great show and a great time. Thank you for being awesome enough to do this all the time. Also, down with the queen, all hail Evan Hart. All right, I hate James now. I really hate James now. I like this dude. <laughs> I figured he would. Uh, he'd make some friends on our show <laughs> and enemies, all in one shot. That's great. All in one shot. Good job, James. Good job, James. <laughs> Good job, James. <laughs> All right, guys, it is the bottom of the show. Time for the top of the QGN community segment. What are your thoughts, your final thoughts on this this great big episode that we've done today? And let's start with Lou. Duh. <laughs> well, I really hope they send out the announcement soon for the next beta event because I really want to get, uh, you know, hopefully see more of our fan base out there, you know, be able to play with these people online for the first time you know you know if we have before on all the other games we, we play together you know yeah. what please meet us in game we'll go naked jerking around Cyrodiil <laughs> okay and Dave um final thoughts Jesus uh I guess I'd, I'd we've done so much over the past week I don't even know where to start like with the whole sixty-hour stream, and then you know, getting the guild up and and information up, and oh, I need a nap. Tell me about it. <laughs> Two and a half hour plus show. Yeah, right. Yeah. ESO Alliance tomorrow. Which that, that'll be awesome, but dear lord, that's just another thing to do. Tell me about it. I don't know how I'm going to make it, guys. I, I really don't know how I'm going to make it. Can I just say how excited I am that you have the, the Imperial Library person come on there? Oh, oh my Lady, God. Lady Neverine. Oh. Yeah, in yeah. all honesty, no offense to you or anything, Avarwin. Mm -hmm. None of the other hosts have to be there. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm just going to listen for the Imperial Library. Mm -hmm. Like... I really don't care about your opinion anymore. No, no you don't. And, and it won't be given because it's really just. <laughs> there you go. 
It's no, gonna be I'm, amazing. I'm excited for it. I really am. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's um she's a really nice lady. I was uh talking with her a little bit on um on email and uh some of her some of her thoughts uh, and perspectives regarding Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim are just I told her right out, like, I can't wait to get you on Classic Elder Scrolls Night because it's I, – I, she's just um, just a real titan, especially in the community too. I mean she basically, from what I can tell, um, runs the Imperial Library right now. I think uh, it's her and, and um, one other guy uh, who really kind of like, you know, run that, that site now. It's been up since 1998. That is literally the era of Arena and Daggerfall. Jesus. Literally. She was telling me like one of her favorite games in the Elder Scrolls series is Red Guard. Oh my god, dude. Wow. You do realize that her site and the old Space Jam website have to be competing for the oldest ones on the web. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I can tell. I mean, here's here's some here's some perspective for you. Um that site was probably being worked on. Like when they were building that site originally, it was probably built using like an like um like an AOL 8.0 platform. Oh lord, don't say that. Dude, I uh, used AOL discs uh, as like frisbees with my brother, man. As someone who's educated in in computer networking, that is just painful to even consider. <laughs> yeah. Oh lord. Uh, you know, you Windows Windows AOL. 98. <laughs> Windows ninety eight with a with a with a Pentium four processor roaring in your tower oh, with a whopping five hundred twelve <laughs> megabytes of disk storage. Oh my god, that was that was cutting edge, man. Let me tell yeah, you, yeah, man. Sixteen X CD ROM drive. Oh. So so hold on, all of this begs the question of Arwen: mm-hmm. Can it run Crisis? No, on, no, because Crisis <laughs> didn't come on a laser disk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Price doesn't require you to make a boot disc in order to get the game to run. Yeah. <laughs> Back when burning a disc meant you actually took your old, like, Grateful Dead disc and you put it <gasps> in an illegal burner and ripped your content on top of it. <laughs> Why would you do the Grateful Dead content? Oh. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. I have something. I have right. something right here. What do you got there? Microsoft yeah. Office 97. <laughs> Holy Jesus. Oh. Wow. Look at that. My Office 97. Yeah, since we're sharing old garbage, look at this. Look at that. Diablo 2. This I is, have Diablo 1 around here somewhere. One of the original boxes of Diablo 2, I believe this isn't even as old as the Imperial Library. Yeah, no. Windows 2000, Windows 98, Windows 95, NT, and XP were required to for for uh, this was this still has the old Blizzard North icon on here. Oh my god! <laughs> Seriously though, like I think the bigger issue is Dave. Why do you still have a copy of Windows 97 or Office 97? The question is, why would I ever get rid of it? It's probably the most stable version. You probably it is the most stable version <laughs> of Office you will ever find. Yeah, yeah. This ran on Windows ninety five. Okay, yeah, I know it's Mark ninety seven, but Windows did not come out with another operating system until ninety eight. This is was running on Windows ninety five. Okay, 
Windows 95 being the first real worthwhile Windows operating system since Windows 3.1. Yeah. Well, it had like an actual GUI, so, you know. Exactly. Well, yeah. 3.1 did too, kind of. Windows 95 was the first one that had a real workable GUI that actually, you know, pleased the masses. And uh, this is like the the first real worthwhile version of Microsoft Office. So, I, of course, you can't really get rid of this. This is history right here. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. It's almost antiquity. They probably wrote the Imperial <laughs> Library on a on 97 that. Office doc and copied and pasted it. Yeah. There you go. Good well, uh, so here he is, guys, the QGN community segment. Check up on the latest and greatest in Elder Scrolls news, general gaming, and how to join our wonderful growing community. Well, that all starts at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. Send us an email at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord at gmail.com, or you could follow us on Twitter at ElderScrollsOTR. And you can follow us personally as well. I'm Avarwin, and you can follow me at Evarwin. That's E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Lou is at GamerGuy11B, G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y-11B. one 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 b Dave is at D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. And Shank is at ShankTank, S-H-A-N-K-T-H-T-A-N-K. And don't forget, guys, leave off that E for savings on pumice stones in Shank's guild store to which he won't be taking a part of uh very much so, that, so i i can promise things like discounts then right but what you can do is uh is promise things like questgamingnetwork.com which is the website <laughs> oh lord <God. laughs> wow. again bad segue bad, bad segue yeah bad. bad segue questgamingnetwork.com is the website for everything uh, about our network, it uh, Quest Gaming Network owns Elder Scrolls Off the Record, and if you want more from from us, uh, that's the place to go to QuestGamingNetwork.com. dot uh, com. If you would like to support us, there are many many different ways you can do so. You can support us by going to our sponsors like TweakedAudio.com and by Audible dot com slash uh, AudibleTrial dot com slash Quest Gaming Network and downloading your free book today as well. Uh, you can go to questgamingnetwork.com and utilize the Amazon widget uh, on the right-hand side of the of the um, the website and uh, use that to search for things that you want to purchase. And uh, if you purchase something you know, at no extra cost, uh, it helps to support us as well. Or you can also donate to our shows at questgamingnetwork.com by clicking on the PayPal donate button on the right-hand side of the webpage as well. You could donate anything that you want. Of course, anything is appreciated, but $10 gets you a special mention. And if you do so, please just let us know which, uh, which show you would like your mention to be shouted out upon. And speaking of those awesome Quest Gaming Network shows... You can follow uh, Classic Elder Scrolls Night, which uh, starts on Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, as well as Community Game Night, which is Saturdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Rift, off the record, live, that's Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern. And Totally Heroes, excuse me, uh, Swotori Forged, that's Mondays at 7 p.m., quickly followed by the single greatest show ever to be graced by the ears of humanity, Totally Heroes, which is totally live as well, 10 p.m. Eastern. Which <laughs> <laughs> just sort of turned into a mini Shank educational studio thing. Yeah. But that's okay. 
Uh, our forums and guild can be found at questgamingcommunity.com. Like us on Facebook on facebook.com slash questgamingnetwork. And, of course, Google Plus at google.com slash plus sign questgamingnetwork. You can check out all of our gaming videos, how-to guides, and podcasts live at twitch.tv slash questgamingnetwork. Or, if you've missed anything, well, no worries, my friend. You can go to youtube.com slash Quest Gaming Network, and that's going to be the only place that you're going to find some exclusives like the uh, twi- like the the uh, 60 hour Twitch event that we had. All of those videos are are up there as well. Also, um, the two year Quest Gaming Network anniversary streams are up there as well. Plus, all of the video versions of these podcasts. Whenever we do a show, we've got a video version of it, and uh, usually it's far more entertaining because. Um, as you can see from from this episode, uh, I just had crap flying all over the uh, the stream today. And if you didn't see it, you kind of missed out a little bit. Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with the Middle Earth Network. Time to say goodbye, gentlemen. Let's start with Lou, the Lore Master Odlon. Do 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 Lou. Good night, everyone. Thank you all for joining us tonight. See you all again next time. And Dave, D Enforce, D Enforce. Good night, everyone. Remember to vote on our poll and let the dagger fall where it may. Wait, no, no, no. Vote with your ebon heart. No, no, no. One more, one more. I'll marry suck. I mean, <laughs> let's let's just move on. Move on. Move along. Okay. And shank, shank the tank, shank the tank for leave off that e for pump of stones. Shank the tank. Now, see here, I will see your beautiful faces next week. And uh, if you are wandering around in the Ebonheart Pact, I would pay anybody a large sum of money to just go and kill Dave. <laughs> Good job. Well, I, believe, I believe Cotton just went carpetbag on you, Papa. <laughs> Damn carpetbagger. We got a north and south thing here going on. What's going on with that, guys? <laughs> I think there's a good old Mason Dixon line that's a, that, that goes right down our stream. <laughs> well, thank you very much, everyone, for, for listening to our insanity as it's uh, been getting worse and worse throughout the stream. Really appreciate all of your support. Uh, from all of us here and from myself, take care, everyone. Be safe, and may the foose be with you!
Uh, whoever put guild pole dancing? You're that in was absolutely not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And by not me, I think that means that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I would never imply such a thing, so I'll just come out and say it. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I respect the unadulterated spite with which that sentence was said. <laughs> Without shame. So, Crispy's uh, apparently in Austin, and I just jokingly told her, we're about to start the show, I'm hungry, you should bring me food. And she just said back, where do you live? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> if she rings the doorbell during the show, we have to stop the show just for you to answer. <laughs> Oh, hi, Christy. No, you can't come on camera, but I'll take the food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The chat room's telling jokes. Yeah, what are they saying? Bad ones. <laughs> what do you call a fish with no eyes? I don't know what. A fish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how did Jeremy's tie his shoes? With little Nazis. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Oh Lord! I'm offended for her. <laughs> what, what do you call a girl with a chimney on her head? A roof, like a roof. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> hey, Dave. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm what? supposed to deliver. Your hands only. What? I've I've been looking for you. What? Shank, you are uh, Mr. Chatroom. If um, someone from the chat is calling something out, um, bring our attention to it. Okay. Okay. Um, they said Dave needs to leave. Okay, so Dave looks like uh, you're out. Dave's got to go. I guess that's it. Dave's heart's broken. <laughs> Good. Let me taste your tears, Dave. <laughs> oh, <wow>. oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fusilda!